Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Pop the champagne, man. Let's let's get rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. We'll get the death rose champagne. I just saw an ad for on my Facebook. You saw that as well, huh? Thanks, Snoop. <laughs> um, I mean, it's interesting to that there's a death row. I forgot that he technically purchased death row and made it the new death row, but I thought that also happened 20 years ago. So what, what do I know? One thing I do know is that Christian Cage is uh, one of the most money people in the last quarter of this year. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) So uh, kudos to him in that fantastic intro there. That was dope. That was dope. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for, I mean, there's nothing better. There's been nothing, uh, some pretty good Simpson gags involving uh christian and all the dead fathers out there so uh yeah it's interesting i saw a uh a tweet meme after AEW wrestle dream spoiler alert and it said that uh you know edge was brought up with uh, a single mom and that he would go to uh, christian's house growing up um and so essentially it was like he already started working the dead father angle 
since he felt that he helped to mature Edge and, and you know, helped to raise him, if you will. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> you know, last night I rewatched the uh, – and he, and uh, now our feature presentation, the old Tarantino-style looking. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like – I don't know. I got. I. I still got a little bit of goosebumps on the intro, even though I don't give a shit about Edge. <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, this feels kind of cool." The entrance was kind of cool. They got the Metalingus music. Yeah, I was like, "It's kind of tight," but I just don't care. If I have to see him <laughs> sitting on a stool with a blue light on a Wednesday night, I'm gonna be pissed. I don't think there'll be any stools. I don't think this will be uh, Clint Eastwood at the uh, Republican convention many moons ago. Uh, No, I I don't think it'll be that bad. I think he realizes he's got some work to do. It's a total uh, shift shift differential, if you will, of, uh, you know, kind of crowd size there. Uh, but they were hyped over in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the, uh, the the company. What's great about AEW Ryan is like they're the best at the worst kept secrets. Yep. Yeah, and it pops every time. <laughs> yeah, like we we had such a feeling when we were in Chicago that we were going to see Cole or Danielson, and we got both. And I still have the video where I'm I'm screaming like a a banshee, like I am. I'm screaming like chicks at a BTS concert and I'm grabbing your shoulder and jumping <laughs> up and down. And, and as I'm doing that, you just hear you in the corner going, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like screaming. Oh my God. <laughs> Even though we both said the way we're like, are we going to see him tonight? I think it might happen. Oh bro. Hey bro. What do you think? I don't know. Pretty <laughs> wild. But then we're like, we're just going bad shit crazy in this video I have. <laughs> oh, it's so it's good. Neat. That's wrestling, baby. Uh, oh, when it's lot. simple and effective, it's the best thing on earth. It really mm-hmm. does. It gives me a euphoric, like, wow, this is this is what it's all about. And we definitely got that at Russell Dream and at NXT. No Mercy 2023. When, when that Dick Four guy was like, book Dick Diggity Dog. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. You're funny. I, I did like oh, the dude, menu you didn't screen, get hyped though. when you saw Sami Zayn in the intro. Yeah, the, the menu like screen. The NXT did. menu. That was tight. Yep. That was tight. And, and when, they, when, when like the hallway thing went down and all the names were flashing on the side, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Now they got to give us a mod. <laughs> Even though they can't, because that's just the AEW game. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Oh man, that's wild. But uh, yeah, a, a, a kind of a drama-free week of wrestling. It was, if you will, it was since nice. the last show. It was nice. I I have to say once again, I do believe that this Brian Danielson. Era of collision is really getting good. Is really starting to work. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm never. I never saw Danielson in that light before. Like, and I know he's already worked with Creative on SmackDown, and you could tell there for a minute there. I mean, we even went. We went to that SmackDown at the XL. Like, there was that mm-hmm. little like year, half a year run where they were different, and not yes. a lot of people knew that. You know, until recently, almost even that Danielson was in that room and I'm seeing it now when I watch Saturdays. Mm-hmm. 
he's he is really good at putting together a show. And I think if if he's the the Triple H, if you will, to Tony Khan being Vince McMahon, I was I'm pretty confident in in, in what they could do with this. And I I hope I it, it, it's starting. Have you have you noticed? And I've seen a, I've seen a couple couple columns write about it a little bit too. But have you noticed with with these AEW shows, even even in Rampage, even if you don't watch it, just kind of read spoilers of what happens. It's it feels like it's more of one company again because it's not all divided with, you know, you're only going to see this guy here and there. It's not like watching Raw SmackDown. It's yeah, but that was a nice appeal to to kind of the. the collection of collisionites and your dynamite dan- dynamos. Um, you know, it was kind of a nice aspect there, but I, I didn't think it would last. You know, that was even before the possibility yeah. of punk even being fired yeah. um, was there, but yeah, it, it definitely felt yeah different and a little bit more accessible than like you were saying, you're raw and you're SmackDown. Like you can carry things over show to show if you need more time to to like they gave Ricky Starks that extra promo time um, to build to you know that match with Yuta, which mm-hmm. came out of two different shows. It just it's it's good. I feel like there there's still some kind of hulky shit they're doing, and that's fine. They need yeah, to still do fine. that because that's just what were your thoughts on American Captain Wrestling? Insano, uh, I popped. With, that was funny. You did, yeah. That was funny. Now, I'm t- it, 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 if it was on like Raw, I probably would have been like, "This is dumb." But for some yeah. reason, watching, just seeing the, the the people that were involved in it made me chuckle. Like it was like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like watching the the Street Profits and War Raiders or whatever War Machine or whatever, you know, fighting in the Sarlacc pit in a garbage dumpster. Like it, it didn't feel dumb like that. It was just. Here's Big Show randomly in the ocean, <laughs> and he's got a hook in as well. And then they're all drinking beer. Beer, it yeah. It was, just, it was, just, it was dumb but funny. <laughs> oh uh, my gosh! Do you? So I, I, I think real quick before we review these shows, since we're kind of uh, this show, this show, guys, we're actually going to move through, I believe, and try not get the full three hours out of us because I have to go play father and. Go to the Paw Patrol movie in a couple hours. Yeah, Paw Paw. Which which should be interesting. Kim Kardashian as a a Paw Patrol. Wasn't she like the villain or something? Is she? Damn, that's horrible. What about Venus and Serena Williams? Are they in it? It was like a cavalcade of of actors in this film. Oh, God, I didn't realize that. I'm I'm sure last time it was like Tyler Perry was in it. Whoa. as a Medea, it was Medea the puppy. <laughs> he was he was uh, uh-huh. he was the, the truck driver that crashed in the opening scene. Oh, and the only part of the him. movie I saw, which was at your house. Because <laughs> remember, um, it was on like Paramount Plus, like the weekend it released or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was. <laughs> so, and I happened to be by, and Sydney lost his shit. <laughs> of excitement and joy, of course. So we'll we'll check that out, and I'll, I'll try to see how many can, uh, how many people I can I can notice in it, and then and then before Dynamite, I got to get home and finish the last episode and a half I have of uh, the Devil's Plan Please. on Netflix. I don't know what that is. What's that? It's 
it's a Korean game show Ooh. where they're like they have to solve all these riddles together and they get all these pieces and I don't know. It's, it's pretty tight. <laughs> it caught my Is interest it? for some reason. Huh, mm-hmm. Interesting. It it fills my it fills my fix. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh. um I I wanna hit these two Japanese things real quick, if that's fine okay. before we go over results. Yeah, no, so, for sure. Uh, uh, as you alluded just, to, something big over uh, with Dragon Gate there. Yes. So I I want to go over that real quick first, just because I, I you didn't see it, and you didn't know about it, and that's why I think it's a it's a genuine um, actual reaction, but. Um, did you ever go back and watch that Corkin for uh, the, uh, the debut of of the gentleman on excursion with the huge pop that he got? I did watch that match. Yes. Okay, so uh, uh, September twenty fourth, I, I was doing my back backlog of watching uh, Dragon Gate, and opening match was D Courage. It was Dragon Daya and Madoka Kikuda. Teaming with Ryoya Tanaka, one of the young young gentlemen, uh, took on Don Fuji Kagatora and TN Revolution. <laughs> and during the match, uh, there was a point where uh, Tanaka uh, took the spot where Revolution he gives you a bump. Uh, counter, he, he does like a he ducks a lariat, takes a bump and does a, a handspring back to his feet like a kip up, and then he smokes. He shoots off the rope and then comes off with a with a jumping foot stomp. Well, he did the jumping foot stop on Ryoya Tanaka and Ooh. immediately fell to the ground grabbing his knee from the stomping part on the ground. Oh. Literally a redo of Madoka Kakuda taking and a front shoulder. bump and grabbing his shoulder and just rolling out of the ring. Revolution mm-hmm. grabbed his knee after doing the stomp portion and just rolled out. You didn't see him the rest of the show. Oh, man. He, has, he hasn't been on any of the three cards since. So Not a good have, sign, but you know, even if they're taking precautions, wow, not very yeah. good, not good. I could, I didn't even finish the show. I just, I stopped watching. I was like, well, no, I, 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 okay, I lied. I watched the main event because it was uh, Big Boss Shimizu was doing his Rewa Six uh, run, where he's he's wrestling the you know the guys who proclaim themselves as the next six, and uh, mm-hmm. he went through and uh, defeated uh, Yuki Yoshioka in just under fourteen minutes, I think it was. And then okay. uh, M3K and Zebrats had a double countout in the Triangle Gate tournament first round, and then Gold Class beat Natural Vibes in their first round match. But I, I skipped Man. like Ishin Ishin uh, beat Ryu Fuda in like a couple minutes. There wasn't a lot of stuff with it, but yeah, TN Revolution. I just this company can't catch a break, man. No, they cannot. Uh, <laughs> but thankfully, it's, it's not too. Thankfully, though, it's not two, you know, rising stars at the same time. Like you said, with the uh, Kakuda, uh, yeah. I'm a couple of years off of that there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <sighs> freak accidents happen, obviously. Uh, it, it, it's just unfortunate. But, I mean, until there's further word, you know, who knows? Maybe it's just like like they said, they're maybe just taking precautions and, and kind of seeing. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping – the crack training staff over at Dragon Gate will uh, get them all revolutioned up or, or whatnot. Horrible at Spanish, I am. Horrible. 
Yeah, I just, I'm like, man, they just they just cannot buy a bucket. It's just yeah. Oh, but and, I and, mean, I, I I think the bigger thing is uh, natural vibes becoming the uh, the jobber faction of Dragon Gate. What's up with that? I you know I always see I always think about this with 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 natural vibes, and that being how long are they going to stick together? As because we already saw the how long can that gimmick last? Essentially, yeah, exactly. You know, because they're they're it feels like we're we're in in the midst of a new unit, I feel like. Okay. Because, you know, Kagatora and Yamato and Dragon Kid aren't doing, really aren't doing high-end anymore, so that's kind of done. Um, decourages three people. So either you need to get some new people in there or you need to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zebrats, you got to figure with, with Diamante out of the group and with Shun Skywalker... I don't know if he's even back yet. I think mm-hmm. I think Shun Skywalker is still over. Oh no, he he worked the show on the second. Him and Hill wrestled Ben K and Kota Minora. Um, so okay, so but but that only puts us at four. You got Ishinahashi, Kai, Hill, mm-hmm. and Shun. So Zebrad's only four. D Courage is only three. Mina Rita got injured, which is why he tore his ACL. Unfortunately, it's another injury. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, it. that's true. I so about he, that. Yeah. they had to vacate the triangle gate. So, so gold class, Ben K, Kota Minora, and Minorita had just won those titles. They already had to vacate them. So now and you have Minorita, class. his talk about, you know, a shining star. I mean, from the get go, mm-hmm. uh, his stature, you know, set aside, that guy was one of the biggest wrestlers in the building, you know, and, and the pops and everything that he was getting. And then, yeah, for him to sustain that injury, I think is, Definitely, you know, I would say the first part of the blow of, like you were saying earlier, of not catching a break. <laughs> well, and, and especially, right, too, with, with, with Mina Rita, he, you know, he had been there for a year, and he, he, it seemed like when he transitioned from Takumi Hayakawa to Mina Rita, it, it wasn't working. And then he started mm-hmm. figuring out with the whole getting the wrestlers to chase him through the crowd and, you know, being that little annoying guy. And it, and it started working yeah. and it got over. And then he gets hurt. So now you have Kota Minora, Ben K, and, you know, he's not a world beater anymore, but it's a body, I guess, with BB Hulk. So you, all these factions, are, all these units are down to, like, three guys. M- oh, M3K, I think, is at least still four people. Because you still got Jimmy Kanda and uh, Mochizuki Jr. with Masaki and Susumu. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking four there, four Zebrats, three with Gold Class, three with D-Courage. And then Natural Vibes is still... You know, you still got KZ, uh, Funky Kame, UT, Big Boss, uh, who else? Jason Lee's in there, Strong Machine's in there. So, I mean, you still got like six guys going in there. But, you know, I mean, that, the faction ran, you know, 2018 to the end of 2019 and then came mm-hmm. back 2021 and it's still been going. So, I just, I feel like there's got to be some kind of a unit shakeup or something has got to happen or, you know, at final gate, do we see a unit disband match? Disband, yeah. Being there's not a lot of people in said units to even really have a big disband because you can't really do five on five. Well, there really is. Well, yeah, that's correct. I mean, you would have to, you know, alter the the five on five method. But I mean, is that a way as we're just or as I brought up with with natural vibes? What makes the bigger impact? They lose gracefully. They disband and then hopefully KZ, you know, 
gets that, you know, that shine back, you know, that, that mm-hmm. he had, you know, three, four years ago where we're like, oh, this is the next breakout guy. This is the next breakout guy. Look at him in Shun Skywalker in the showcase match. And then mm-hmm. for me, anyways, it was all like, eh. And then, you know, he's back to, you know, tr- tribal leader. Well, yeah. or is the bigger impact him essentially knowing that it's time and he turns and then he's the one that makes, you know, natural vibes essentially disband due to his own accord since it was, well, and Genki's, you know, kind of formation. Yeah, that's that's a good take. It's it's interesting to see what they're going to do with it because there's just, there's just not a lot. And even if you wanted to run, say you wanted to do a four-way triple threat or like a four-way six-man tag type thing where you take, you know, three Z-Bat, three Z-Brats, three of M3K, three Gold Class, three Natural Vibes or something, I, mm-hmm. you know, or you could do five. You could, you could have, I guess they could always do the five-way unit disband cage. Because in my head I'm going, well, you can't you can't put D-Courage in a six-man because you got to have Madoka Kiku to defend the title. And I'm assuming he's going to defend it against against uh, Big Boss next because mm-hmm. Shimizu's gone through everybody in that Rio Rewa six. But then if you do that, now all you got left is Yoshioka and and Dragon Daya. So obviously because of that you can't put them in it. So I mean maybe you do. You do Yoshioka, KZ, um, Skywalker. Oh God, uh, I mean Ben K, and like Masaki Mochizuki or something, and you just do a disband. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you know that something would be like that. The different points. Or to go. you got to hmm. start taking some of these guys, like you know, st- people like. Uh, like Ryofuda or, you know, Daiki Yanaguchi, Yoshiki Kato, you know, some of these young guys like this, and you got to start putting them into factions. You got to start getting new people in units to be pin takers and get Mm -hmm. them, get them on the shows more. I, I just, I don't know what else they do with it. It sucks because Dragon Gate runs into all these problems with the shows. Everything always seems to work and is good, but, Man, they're just they're just dropping like freaking freaking flies Plus. there, man. Yeah, <laughs> this is not good. Definitely a cause for concern, but you know, hopefully, again, they can get them out there and you know, let's let's get it going again. Because I mean, Dragon Gate is still one of the the better uh, you know companies out in in I would say all of the the wrestling landscape. Yep. Yeah. At least top twelve. Top twelve. So I wanted I wanted to bring that up to you real quick. Um, second second thing obviously is something you put in the notes, and I'd like to tie. I would like like to tie this into that as a I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it could happen. So I want to do something we haven't done in a while, and it's going to tie into that, Alex. And that's I would like to preview a New Japan show. Ooh, <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Because I, I, it's 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 you know we're getting into Junior Tag League, World Tag League. It's it's becoming Wrestle Kingdom season, and I am determined that I am going to watch the uh, Destruction Rio Goku. Um, it is on Monday morning, Sunday night. I'm going to watch that shit live. I'm no. getting myself back into into New do, Japan. Do you remember New Japan? Are you excited because? 
you know, you might have to cope with a new opponent for uh, <laughs> Kazuchika Okada. So we got two things to talk about that I'm glad you brought that up. So th- this card, um, I don't know how many people have, have looked at the destruction in Ryu Goku, uh, but it's an 11 match card. We get really? a pre-show Frontier Zone 10-man tag team match. The hell does that mean? I couldn't tell you. What but does we're getting... that, all that entail, sir? So Takeshi Masada from DDT is, is in this match. Uh, Takahiro Katori, uh, who who has he's, – he's a young guy. He's been doing stuff in, like, Freedoms, which is shocking because it's a death match. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, he's, he's nice and young. Um, then we get Kengo Nishimura, just going by Kengo. He's been doing some Tenru Project, some uh, Itabashi Pro. Um, he even worked fucking Heat Up, which I, Heat Up is like the scummiest indie, doing more freedoms, things like that. Uh, he actually tagged with Takahiro Katori on their show on the first. So you got those three. Uh, Kazuma Sumi who's a 20-year-old kid from DDT, another young boy, and then Jude Masaoka, who's more of a vet. Ooh. He's been doing more freedoms and 666 and stuff like that. Uh, he worked uh, uh, the Shota Nakagawa Monster Party show. So just a weird bunch of people in this match, and they're taking on Chaos members, Toru Yano, Yo, Yoshihashi, Raisuke Taguchi, and Tiger Mask. Just a weird what? ass pre-show match. But and again, what that. is the Frontier Zone a match? <laughs> I don't even know because that doesn't even sound like a company that I've ever seen. Yeah, I was about to say, is that a sponsorship? Like, yeah, what what is going on? Yeah, I typed in Frontier Zone on Cage Match just to verify that I'm not goofy, and that nothing pops up. So I have no idea what this is. I saw so that. So it's I'm not like, you know Kazuma Sumi's company of any sort. <laughs> Nope, but I'm in. I have no idea what we're getting at this. And I said, here we go. I'm joining. <laughs> um, so we got that wacko match. No idea. House of Torture show the newest member, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, who defected from just five guys, and Yujiro Takahashi taking on Doki, Taichi, and the dreaded TBA, the newest five guys. Could it Who's be, it gonna Katsuhiko be Nakajima? No, shut up. Can can he jump? Does him and Sonata have a, a gimmick? Mm, not that I know of. I wonder if they've even touched before. Oh, probably yeah. They maybe no, the, Noah, the tag, right? Yeah, the tag Lij stuff. Um, oh, I suppose yeah. But didn't they wrestle when Sonata was in Noah? Uh I don't think Sonata was ever in Noah. He was in Wrestle One and. Oh, All wrestled before. Okay. They wrestled. They have. They have. Uh, they wrestled fourteen times. Thirteen of them were between two two thousand seven and two thousand eight in All Japan. Oh, All Japan. Okay. The the last match they had was the uh, was April twenty fourth before the the Lij thing. It was Keiji Muto, Seiya Sanada, and Suwama defeating Katsuhiko Nakajima, Kensuke Sasaki, and Takashi Okida. Uh, did Sasaki take the pin? Uh, doesn't tell me who took the pin. I don't even remember oh. that match. I also don't remember this shit whatsoever. This is what all the time is not good. Uh, Nakajima, Kensuke Sasaki, and Seiya Sonata 
defeated this is in this is in February of 2008 by the way defeated Dory Funk Jr. Osamu <laughs> Nishimura and Ryan Mitchell Who's Ryan Mitchell? What's your favorite Ryan Mitchell uh, bout? Uh, uh, he was trained by Dory Funk and Rocky Johnson. Whoa. Uh, his last match was in 2018 at the RWA Spring Fling in West Newton, Pennsylvania. I hope uh, he won. I, yep, him, Chris Taylor, and Ryan Edmonds, the original circle, defeated the new circle. Marshall oh. Gambino, Reverend Ron Hunt, and Thomas Mathis. <laughs> no idea wow, bless, bless you, Dory Funk Jr. <laughs> and uh, they have a match for Nakajima and Seiya Sonata in 2007. Lost to, uh, lost to uh, some guy named Akiyoshi, uh, who also wrestled as El Brilliante. He's 67 years old. And Silver King, if you remember from WCW. Nice. Wow, I do not. But uh, I'm happy to know that uh, you put the context clues together there, Ryan. And uh, Seiya Sonata could be introducing. uh, I guess he wouldn't be so much of a lone wolf anymore uh, going into, uh, especially if he becomes one of the five guys. So I could see it because they did that with, I mean, you look at Shingo. They brought him into a faction with, I believe Michael was champ at the time. So he came into the champ's faction. Yeah. And then showed the champ up and then won the title. Mm-hmm. So I, I see Nakajima showing Sonata up and doing that. But I, I guess I don't know if he's allowed to do that yet or if he can work both if his contract is is a I, well, I isn't his contract up at the end of October? I thought he had two matches at the end of the month. See, and that's what I was confused. I, so that's I what you're saying. Okay. He has two matches in October, but I thought I I thought I also read that his contract was up at the end of September. Okay, so it's like handshake agreements essentially. I'll work these. Hmm, interesting. Um, well, I mean that that definitely, like you said, is a possibility, but. According to a Fightful, yes, the con- will terminate his contract with the company of Noah at the end of September. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that Pro Wrestling Noah's global account has posted that too. Nakajima's contract is terminated as of the end of So he theoretically could show up. So this was something that I, uh, I am working myself into a shoot that I didn't, I, I didn't even have this plan before today. I just wanted to bring up the show by talking about him, and now I'm working myself into a shoot. I mean, if the rumored new owner of New Japan, uh, one Tony Khan, was booking this, then yeah, he would have Nakajima be uh, the aforementioned and mysterious ex. What did you think of the rumors that they were going to use that as an angle at Wrestle Dream? Did you? Did you like, I mean, I bought into it for like a second. I'm like, is this where? I mean, he has a his dad has billions of dollars. I'm sure they can yeah. offer them, you know, and generate, you know, whatever. It's just it's all a, a what dream, you know. So why not? I I honestly was like, he's going to announce it. That son of a bitch. But I'm like. <laughs> But he didn't, and uh, it was an interesting tribute, if you will, to Antonio Anoki. What did you think of, uh, and do you think Anoki 
would uh, would choppily approved. Yeah, it was it was a good show. It was a good show. I'm excited to get your thoughts on a lot of the the stuff too because I, I enjoyed it for the most part too. So it should be a it should be a fun one to review. And I think I I liked that the, they're you know the scarf. I I went on eBay and I almost bought a a Noki scarf. Really? <laughs> that night. Nice. Yeah, I I nice. was trying to get somebody to sell me one for fifty bucks and they wouldn't break seventy five. So I was like, all right, no, ah. I can't. I, it's too rich in my blood right now. Maybe after Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tongaloa Chase Owens. I, I do you have any thoughts on that? Um. Former Bullet Club, uh, you know, brother in there, but uh, no, I, I hope Chase Owens takes the L. <laughs> uh, Shingo, Bushi, Naito, and Yota Suji against Great Okan, Hanare, Jeff Cobb, and Callum Newman, who's finally lo- Baby Osprey. I love these. Uh, oh, okay, so you're saying I should watch out for uh, he, one Callum A lot Newman. of people are saying that, so this is kind of like, Callum Newman's kind of like Osprey's like pet project, like kind of like Ricky Knight Jr., like his guy yeah. that he's building. There's people that say at this point in Callum Newman's career, and I say at this point, meaning he's a five-year pro at 21 years old. Jesus. When Osprey was 21, people are saying Callum Newman's better than Osprey was at 21. Obviously wow. not better than him now, but like if yeah. you put their careers the together. Yeah, he's. And but I'm, he I'm was able course. to study an osprey. Exactly. When he was yeah. Just starting out, so he was able to do all that. Like that's. He got a nice. Advantage. I mean, I get what they're saying, but it's like it's a the argument's a moot, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, junior heavyweight tag titles: uh, the War Dogs, Clark Connors, and Drilla Maloney against Kevin Knight and Kushida. What What did you say that last name was? Uh, Drilla Maloney. <laughs> What? Who is this? Uh, it's uh, 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 Dan Maloney from RevPro. Okay, and he's just known as Drilla. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Clark Connors, he's not doing that gimmick anymore, is he? The Outback uh, uh, Wrangler? No, no they're, they're just like two assholes now. It's awesome. Oh, I like two assholes. Yeah, the War Dogs are tight. I, I really like Oh, their the, names are the War Dogs? That's even better. Yeah, the Bullet Club War Dogs, Cotters, Maloney, Coughlin, and Gabe Kidd. They're just cocksuckers that come out in black trunks like young boys, but they're not. Oh, funny, uh, funny. They're, they're the, <laughs> that was uh, Coughlin at the, the Independent Show at Corkin when he was like, when he was like, Bishimon, and then he goes, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this I like this new incarnation of Bullet Club. It, it feels fresh finally. Nice, um, nice. I don't know what they're doing with like what Kushida's deal is. I feel like he's he's just kind of there, but he's, he's not. He's just working for retirement. Like yeah. <laughs> is, is, is Kevin Knight over? Is he like meeting is he over with the crowd or does he I have a future once there. Kushida wraps it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he's getting there. I like Kevin Knight. I think he's doing pretty good. I think his the last six months he's had some really good work. Okay. Um, six nice, man nice. tag team best of seven series match number seven because obviously anytime you have a best of seven it goes seven in wrestling. Uh, yeah. Strong style: El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and I'm a Red Narita guy, Alex Mello. Uh, yes. Taking on in the final match, Yuji Nagata. Shota Umino and Master Watto. Damn. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna watch this match. 
uh, New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Titles. Uh, the other set of War Dogs, Coughlin and Kid, defending against the Girls of Destiny, ELP and Hikuleo. Wow. That's, a, again, former Bullet Club brother in there, now teaming up to take on the newer Bullet Club members, as uh, Ryan just explained here. Um, I'm thinking the champs are going to retain. What are your thoughts? And how's yeah. Hikuleo's progression? Um, he's still boring as hell. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I wish they would figure out something. I wish they would get these two, these two factions away from each other. Is LP (laughs) perturbed that his baby face turn wasn't as uh, internationally received as uh, MJF's during the whole Brochacho movement? <laughs> I think he's a great baby face though, but Oh great, yeah. But I'm saying be, like is he bummed? Like, oh man, I did this oh, way before him. I don't and think like so. MJF's getting criti- critically acclaimed and, and all this. I he's as charismatic as he is, he's he doesn't have the mic skills or the like, I, I, I love babies. Like it's great. <laughs> And, and, I, and I think with ELP, it works so well, too, because he was a baby face when Gato brought him in, which I think I said oh, before he? on here. Yeah, he's he he was originally a baby face, but then because he was a a foreigner, you got to bring him in and put him in Bullet Club because that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for Oscar Lobe to join Bullet Club next, the big German young boy. <laughs> just seems right. Uh, this next match, Alex. Uh, great, probably the best open weight six man tag team champions of all time. Which I said, <laughs> I think there's a shot that these three guys are going to defend these titles at Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to have Okada in a six man, but we That's get Okada, fine. Ishii, and Tanahashi taking on Josh Alexander and the Motor City Machine Guns. Team Impact, what? Ooh, is there one of them good. Impact champion? Uh, Alex Shelley. Oh, it's not Saban. Okay. Saban's the X Division champ. Wow. Or he was, at least. Josh, wow, yeah. I mean, this that could have been a Russell Kingdom match in a way <laughs> all by itself, to be yeah. fair. I am all, I I am think, all in for I Josh I still think Alexander's we need to get the elite versus, uh, versus the ace, uh, ace chaos, chaosly ace, something along those lines. But, Ooh. uh, yeah, keep keep these champs together because that's money. You have everything that's been great over the since the resurgence and the rebirth of of New Japan, thanks to Tanahashi, then blowing up through Okada, and of course Ishii gaining that cult following, you know, with his days of chaos as well. Um, and then yeah, you have you know the the Murder City Machine Guns, who were very popular out in, you know, in, in New Japan when they would perform there. Back in the day, Josh Alexander, again, being a favorite uh, as an actual wrestler, wrestler, and who wouldn't want to see him in Okada, even though, didn't we already see him in Okada, it feels like? Uh, if not, get on that. Uh, but yeah, this match is going to, as you say, insert swear word. <laughs> I, I like that idea. Give us ace, the ace chaos against the Hung Bucks. ROH tag tie, ROH six man versus never six man. We yeah. take all. Boom. Do it. Book oh. it. Uh, open weight title, never open weight title, David Finley, Tamatanga. If they trade this title again, so help me God. 
I don't want to, I don't want to see Finley and Tomatonga touch for, till next year's G one. I need I need to do I need to look and see how many matches they've had. It's a fine title, I think, for Finley to hold. Um, yeah, I, I especially agree. with him being as as the the leader now of Bullet Club. So yeah, I I, I think this is fine because it's not you know it's not the the hot topic Bullet Club, and that's no offense, but that was clearly a movement that was smart businessly. Fiscally, and and of course, you know, kind of got New Japan a little bit more of an international, you know, boost there. Uh, but like, like you said, it's a lot of fun. It's a throwback to you know, kind of the original uh, Prince of Devitt where uh, you know faction mm-hmm. where they just didn't give a shit and they were just a bunch of pricks that just wanted to wrestle and beat people up. And you know, and that's where it's kind of going back to. So uh, you keep Finley strong. You keep your faction that you know, kind of kept you afloat. Well, not kept you afloat because LIJ was just as big, I would say. Um, and, and yeah, you keep that title on Mr. David Finley. And then his younger brother is also now wrestling as well, I heard. I think he's in NXT. An- another Finley? So since March 19th, these guys have had uh, 24 matches together. Jesus. Since <laughs> March? Yeah. Gross. Since, since the New Japan Cup semifinals, they've wrestled in 24 matches, including uh, already trading the title once and wrestling in the G1. So I was like, I, just, so, I don't need any more. I don't need any disgusting. more. That's uh, disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> this match is not disgusting, what you're about to uh, say. Horobu Takahashi defending the Junior Heavyweight Championship against Mike Bailey and Leo Rush. New champ alert. New champ alert. I I think Leo Rush is winning. Yeah. When you I team really him do. with Okada, you're saying, okay, just don't no-show us. Uh, <laughs> you're moving your family here, so you don't no-show us. And if you no-show us, you are literally done. And I think yeah. he's accepted that, and that's why he's moving his family to Japan. Uh, and, and I think this is the, the thank you for it. And it's to give Hiromu, who's had a hell of a year, um, he's not the Hiromu of 2018, 2019, but after the, the crazy injuries and, of course, you know, broken necks that he sustained during that frame or since then, uh, he's still a, a fantastic champion and innovating, you know, new events here in the U.S. at the EC, old ECW arena of all places. Uh, Mike Bailey, I wouldn't be mad if he won it, but, yeah, I think, like you said, Leo Rush is walking out the CHAMP. Yeah, I mean, right now, Hiromu's had it since the Dome last year when he beat Ishimori. So, it, it's he's having a hell of a run. But I just, I, man, Leo Rush, talk about a guy who is one of the most frustrating wrestlers because he's so good, and then he mm-hmm. just, it, he's like Kota Ibushi, just kind of beats at his own drum. Yeah, yes. Mean, this guy, this guy intros our show. This is the 24 karat piece of gold himself, Leo Rush. <laughs> that, that guy comes in a whore. Um, yep, the main yep. event. <laughs> Sonata defending the world title in a lumberjack match against Eagles. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. I, so you're, wa- you're watching this match ironically, right? Yeah, this is... I'm watching it because I... Okay, so I, I've, I've said... I've said God how, how, since the New Japan Cup that it's going to be Sonata and Naito at yeah. the Dome. Sonata won, 
Naito won the G1. I said, perfect. Book that easily. Made sense. They're going to try something that's not going to work. Uh, and then we want to watch Sonata get boringly pushed, even though I, I like Sonata. It's just he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a fifth gear. It feels like to mm-hmm. me like he goes into fourth gear and that's as far as he goes. I, I, I've said to you, I've never been I've never been concerned for a Wrestle Kingdom main event my entire life. Whereas I don't think it's if gonna be they the get best Kenny best. and the Bucks, I know you said Paige, you know, ROH six man, but if they get Kenny and the Bucks to go against uh uh Aceley Chaotic <laughs> that that and and they do a fan vote. That's your main event. <laughs> it's gonna be way better. That's your um, main event, man. I have over also... under in this main event. Over under Ryan, and we have to set a bet. Oh God! Inclu- I don't want to say including post match. Um, from bell to bell, over under thirty seven minutes. Oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you hear what I just played? <laughs> no. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I, I I don't want to say the over, but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the word. The other thing I'm going to say, too, that scares the shit out of me. I think there's a very good chance that evil wins. Oh, my God. You think they're going <laughs> to pull... You think they're going to... I was jokingly going to say that. I was like, no, I'm not going to be that big of a dick. I think there's a very good chance that Evil's going to take this thing. Because that way you have the the antagonist against the baby face and not... You're not trying to force the fans to pick between Sonata and Naito. So but just, why? That's the best thing about wrestling is to discern Naito and, and Sonata. And then Naito will clearly win. And then when he loses... <laughs> They riot. <laughs> like, is is I still think there's a good chance that Naito finally gets to do the call to his his call to, to end Wrestle Kingdom without getting jumped like when Kenta beat his ass and it was hilarious. Yeah. I just every day I've looked at this card, I'm slowly starting to like go a little bit high. Like I was like eighty twenty. Then I went like 7822 7426 you know and slowly but surely I'm almost to 5050 on this match <laughs> hey, you if if I could bet in Vegas on new japan possibilities in the future of Wrestle Kingdom main events I would put it on Evil and Naito now yeah if if you gave me plus 250 on Evil I'm putting 100 bucks down <laughs> Like, I'll take those odds and risk it. I just, if I had a gun to my head, I'm going Sonata's going to retain. But I tell you what, man, I just, I just have this weird feeling that Evil's going to win this thing. I if Evil faces Tetsuya Naito in the Dome at the main event, and especially if Evil oh. wins, but if Evil does that, oh. do they get less than the second night of Wrestle Kingdom 15 occurs, so that was the post-COVID, of 7,801? Do you think they do that? <laughs> was that when they were in a different building than the Dome? <clears throat> was that the real Goku one? No, that was uh, no, that was January 5th. Was, was that the real Goku one? I, I didn't think so. 
I was thinking no, that was Tokyo the, Dome. They only did. I thought they did twenty k at both of those. No. Holy shit! They really did. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Otherwise, the- Russell Kingdom one and Russell Kingdom five had the lowest unofficial gates with only eight thousand, eighteen thousand in attendance. Holy! I I honest to God could have sworn that during the COVID year they did um they <laughs> they still at least uh no um. 12,000 on the first night, and yeah, like I said, 7,801 for the second. Was this the 2020 or, or the 2021? This is the 2021, yeah. This is the, the two-nighter. Wow. Wrestle Kingdom 15 in Tokyo Dome, 7,801. Holy crap. I, I'm shocked. I really don't remember it being that small. Main evented with Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito, which, of course, drew the bigger night. Uh, Okada beat Will Ospreay, um, and then oh, Kenta, yes. of course, beating Satoshi Kojima. <laughs> and night two had Sonata and Evil. <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, the parallels are there. Um, yeah, no uh, Naito um, on night two. <laughs> That's good. And night two had the uh, Abushi J. White unification match that went 48 minutes. Damn, Julia got almost double more time than Bad Luck Fale. Hell yeah. Good. So she, she deserves that. King, oh, God, oh, my God, that King of Pro Wrestling match. What? Oh, my God. Yano, Fale, Bushi, and Chase Owens. Yeah. No wonder 7,000 people came. It sounds like that the battle gimmick uh, or the gimmick battle royal from WrestleMania 17 uh, <laughs> more enjoyable than that match. Nothing Just to hear Bobby was... the Brain on commentary, it would be worth it. <laughs> he gave it like right, a okay. star, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're the Suji is tight. Oh, I love how he does the running knee to the forward face down. <laughs> He's so good. So, did you catch he... this Will Osprey Yuta Suji match? Oh no, this was from the last destruction, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I did not know. I, I. I heard it was pretty good, though. I'm in the middle. It's it's very good. Yoda Suji. He's your Roman Reigns, if you will. This was the, de- the Destruction in Kobe show. Uh, but, uh, tai, if if you want to, on this show, you can watch Taichi defend the King of Pro Wrestling title in a no-time-limit seconds our handcuff match against show. I'm good. So back to the uh, possible lowest uh, attended Wrestle Kingdom in 2024. Oh, shit. I'm good. Do you think Yoda Suji draws more than than Evil and Sonata if they were the face somehow? I think he's going to be, yeah. I do. I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a, a player. I'm really talking do. about in 2024. Like, does he have more drawing power? I think he has more of those two in the main event. But for some reason, those fans really like Evil. I don't know why. Or do they like? Or do they like his wife? Like not in a bad way, or they're like, "Hey, he's married to you know, Io Shirai. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Let's clap for this guy." I don't know. I just I don't get the. I don't. I don't know. I just don't get Evil anymore. I remember when we were like 2017 or so. We were like, Evil and Snot are getting good, man. 
Their their G one was great. Yeah, then, I was always more of an evil uh, fan, but and all he did was come out with a dollar store like light up glow up Halloween uh, sickle. That's all he did, but it was like the coolest thing ever. Like, whoa, this guy <laughs> is intense, and it's like, oh, I could buy that at Dollar Tree. That was uh, that was back in this day right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and then they got the, they finally got their pushes. They both got the title, and they were both boring as hell as champs. Yeah, that's why they were Saudi seconds. That I just. I but know. is that a it, complaint for the booking of them, or is it essentially no. more them because they're in the ring? Because it's not as strict as what we're used to in the states. I think they've been booked. Um, fantastically. I, I don't think anybody can argue with how well they've been booked. You know, they both they both win New Japan Cups. They both start their own factions or, or turn and join another faction. They both yeah. win the world. They beat Naito and Okada to win their titles. True. I mean, they got hella rubs. It's just, they're just... Now, Evil, I think, has been a... a, a um, an advocate of, of bad booking with the Dick Togo thing. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. But like Sonata just, I don't know. It was the same thing in Wrestle 1 when they made, I mean, it's part of the reason Wrestle 1 closed and he left. They made him, Muda made him champ, thought he was going to be the next great Muda. The great Sonata didn't get over. He's just, so they, he, his charisma is not. I feel like Sonata thinks he's the most charismatic man who has no charisma. Yeah, he's a pretty he's yeah he's a dullard. He's a pretty boy with yeah, like you said, no, no would, would gotcha you watch or him? anything. He 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 act, like his mannerisms to me. He acts like he's Kento Miyahara. Like he thinks he has all the charisma in the world and he's the coolest guy. He's gonna put his finger behind his ear. And lift his hand up, and he's just—he's like, man, these people just think I'm the shit. When, when in turn, he's—he's he's nowhere near what Kento Miyahara is with his. Team. No. You know, and they're no. you know both as you know Sonata coming up in all Japan is why I make that comparison before mm-hmm. Russell won. It's just—I'm sorry, man, you're not what you think you are, and you're just not going to be that guy. Two things: a, what the hell's a gene blast? Um and B, so you just answered Sonata will retain against Evil. We will get Sonata and Naito at the Tokyo Dome because it's their way. I mean, you just pointed on the head. Umuto pegged Sonata as the next Muto. Well, obviously, they got a tight relationship then. Who else to have better in Sonata's corner than Tetsuya Naito's or in uh, Sonata's corner, then Tetsuya Naito's, you know, kind of the guy who retired him first off, and then also a mentor of his as well. Like, oh, that's a cool storyline in that in that sense. I I could see maybe Muda doing commentary for it, you know, with the connection. But who does he miss? That's the thing. He's got to miss <laughs> someone to cause that. So, I mean, again, there's that intrigue there if they want to play on that, which, I, I mean, they'd be stupid. And then I think that adds maybe, you know, a couple thousand more because they want to see Muto as 
Noah's realizing with their uh, <laughs> lack of drawing since he uh, since Naito made him depart. So speaking with, with with Noah, like you said, definitely they're taking another another huge blow losing Nakajima after yeah. the Muda thing already went down. Do you think they make a pitch at a guy like Matt Riddle or something? He's got that him and him and Stallion. They don't Rogers like weed. I don't know. Ask a sexy boy Kento that question. Apparently, they don't like weed in in Japan. So I would yeah, say no. I, I would just, say just, no, or I'd be Stallion Rogers and him are already taking shots at each other on Twitter. Really? Or whatever the fuck he's wrestling as there. Well, but they also brought in RVD and Sabu, so maybe... Uh, <laughs> yeah, if RVD maybe, was there. <laughs> I mean, maybe Cyber Agent is, is cooler than what we expected. Uh, Bravo match, by the way, Will Ospreay and Yoda, Yoda Um God, he's good. He's good. I'll, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to watch that one tonight while I'm finishing up stuff. Um, let me ask you this then real quick before we go into these reviews uh, as we break into hour number two, which will be the review hour. Where do you think Nakajima ends up? Does he end up does he stay in Japan and end up in like a I could I think all Japan if he stays in Japan as a front runner because he could slide right in there. He could do the you know, he's got the Miyahara program if he really wants to do it, if those guys want to do so I I mean it it showed that in their match that they, they know how to do you know, they'll do business yes, they will. of how they feel. I rewatched that match too and holy shit, man, is that it was better the second time because I wasn't emotionally invested in, in Miyahara winning, even though I should yeah. be booing Nakajima, but they're arguably my two favorite wrestlers in the world. So I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that night I was I was rolling around in the living room, I think, while you were sitting there probably waiting to tase me because I couldn't sit there. Oh, funny. But um, he's got that in. I don't I don't see him going to Dragon Gate. I don't think that's a thing. No, no. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think he does DDT. I, I, think, I think All Japan or New Japan is the obvious, or I think mm-hmm. it's AEW. And AEW is a nice bridge to New Japan if he did want to work, you know, let's say a, a G1 or a New Japan Cup or, you know, anything along those lines. So we understand that partnership, uh, mm-hmm. even though they also, even though New Japan uh, excitedly announced their partnership with MLW, which was really confusing to me uh, why they were hyping <laughs> that. But um, especially but with yeah, Dragon Gate talent with them, like Shun Skywalker. Yeah, that that would be the best. But I think the best for Nakajima too is to maybe do a stop at each you know company and and kind of see and gauge the reactions and and you know that that only helps him in the long run and also gets a couple more butts in the seats of, of all the different promotions to kind of see, uh, you know, since we know that they're a little bit more laxed uh, with you know the different interpromotional uh, matchups that we've been seeing over the last you know at least two years I would say so. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, he, he mentioned WWE and, and I still think it's a strong thing. He's not going to get booked well. He's not going to be, you know, utilized well, except maybe a match or two, as we've seen with Shinsuke Nakamura, unfortunately. But I think if they want to build this, you know, in, in uh, their international, especially their Japanese market even more, 
what better guy, you know, along with, you know, your, your Tozawas, your Nakajimas, your, your, you know, Sakamoto's and uh, just so many different opportunities, but he also mentioned Tony Khan, AEW, Tony Khan would love to have him there. Uh, no one's going to shit talk him or, or go down to his locker room to discuss anything. I would say, <laughs> Talk about what uh, you want to try to have that about that. <laughs> but uh, I think he's he's got to make the rounds at first. I think that just makes the more sense. Uh, and it, it drums excitement. Like I said, it, it, it helps everyone involved until he does make that decision, you know, probably into next year. Um, but if you do something, yeah, you got to do it soon. Russell Kingdom's around the corner if you want to go to the biggest company <laughs> in Japan. I think if he's going to go to New Japan, that's going to be a permanent stop. I, I think that's kind of where that's going to be. Um, but, but I love your All Japan because we that's all we've been saying for years. You know, great three talent that they have, but you can only intermingle them so many times until it just gets, you know, just run run its course. And so to add that layer, you know, to Kento Miyahara, you know, to – to get more of that, you know, of what we, you know, just got a little taste of, you know, earlier this year, it's, it would, it would, it would create, you know, excitement, but I think again, only for a little bit because they only have two or three guys until it gets a little bit stale. So, I mean, I, I think it would add a little bit of depth, but I think it would fade a little quicker than, than what we, what would we would want. Yeah. I, I think, too, All Japan is starting to get their footing back, and I think a a guy like Nakajima would be a huge put-him-over-the-top type thing to really start trying to get that momentum back that they had a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I feel like if you're going to do that, I think you got to bring them in. you got to have them beat. I know know it would be a super push right away, but I think he needs to come in, and he needs to beat Yuma Aoyagi and win that title, and then I think yeah. The job, and, and then he needs to he needs to drop it to Miyahara. Hmm. Um, Dropping it, to, okay. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think that's the first guy you got to attack. I don't think you attack the king right away, and uh, yeah, just kind of build that. You know, let it simmer for a while until the big explosion. And then he gets his win back too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which but we also forgot. That he could run into the pencil of uh, Tajiri oh, no. and or and or Suama. <laughs> well, thankfully Tajiri's ass just got the fuck out of there. We don't have to see that anymore. Now that he's over in Malaysia trying. Remember he went over to Malaysia was trying to get like three of those dudes to come over and do their own strong hearts, and they're like, Oh no. yeah, that's right. That's... I was just that's why Jake Lee got DF out. <laughs> his his big the, the number one backer in Jake Lee was Tajiri. So once Tajiri mm-hmm. left, he was like, "I'm done. I'm not getting yeah. pushed here anymore." No. But I, I I don't know. I I will say this. Lastly, on it, I think there's a good chance, especially with Con, Tony Khan name dropping him in that press conference. Mm-hmm. That to me isn't just a coincidence because. Just like you, just like you said earlier, AEW is the is the best at not keeping secrets, but they always pay off, even though we know it's going to happen. 
so by him name dropping him to me says there's got to be more than just smoke to that fire. Mm-hmm. Especially if not if he said Nakajima's got interest too. And and I've always said this: Tony Khan has never lied to us. He, he no. will he will divert from a, a question and not answer it, but he'll never lie to us. So if he's if he says that there's mutual interest and they've talked and both sides want to work together, then I'm I believe both sides want to work together. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to tell you this: this is going to be my bold bold prediction here. And and Alex, if if this is correct. If if this becomes correct, uh, when we when we see each other, you need to sing this. You need to hit me with the old school real MVP. I think he's gonna debut at the Dynamite after Full Gear, which is at the Target Center. Whoa! Because of international flight connections. <laughs> that you know, it's your restart for the next quarter. Does I, he get I a pop? Think- Will you wear your shirt? When I will attend? definitely wear my shirt. And I hope he goes in there and wrestles like Slim J or something, and we just get Whoa. five minutes of ass whipping. I mean, that would be punishment for Slim J, but also uh, <laughs> or, great or, joy uh, for us. First Avenue Jabber guy, Arya Davari. Oh. Nothing, nothing wrong with Ari. I have no, no, no qualms with Ari Davari. I did um, pee on his tag belt once, but that was an accident. Geez, on purpose? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was um, wearing it in the car, and I fell asleep wearing it, and then I peed on it. There's <laughs> 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 a, a little indie story for everybody. <laughs> Sorry, Ari. Uh, Sorry, Midian. Actually, no, no, sorry, Midian, but sorry to DDP getting them riled up at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> but that—that's my bold prediction. Is he, we're going to see him at the Target Center? If uh, if that happens, I will uh, gladly take you to get more lap dances like we did uh, after, or you did after that Monday Night Raw. Come on, Nakajima. You're like a little boy in a toy store. Like, can I get another one? Oh man! Can I get I'm another good. one? That was fun. Can can I get can I get one more? I'm like, no, Ryan, wait, no, no more. I'm I man, I this time will be different. I'm like, I just need to warn you. <laughs> oh, Mount Vesuvius! Watch yeah, out. It, it, you'll you'll see somebody running running around like all like. Ew! <laughs> you start to hear like walls cracking and like doors about to break off, champagne <laughs> bottles breaking. You're like, oh shit! You hear this? I just got soaked. <laughs> Watch out, ladies. And one more. I was wondering where they're going to get another tuba player for the band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be tight. Nakajima, make it happen, bro. Yeah, um, especially in Minneapolis. That would be, uh, as the kids say, dope. <laughs> do you want to do No Mercy or Wrestle Dream first? 
Uh, let's do a little bit. Let's let's go in chronological order. Let's do some NXT. As oh, no dig, diggity dog! <laughs> as we said, a really cool intro, uh, you know, video uh, of the aforementioned N64 classic, No Mercy. When uh, I remember watching, I was like, "Wow, their black, their faces are blacks," but this is a really cool game and one of the better, you know, I would say playing experiences. Uh, of that era of gaming, but uh, yeah, really cool nostalgic feels for No Mercy to kick off the show. Um, opening match, we had Baron Corbin and Braun Breakar. Was he a bear or a wolf? I think he was supposed to be a dog. Whoa, <laughs> because of his uh, transphobic father? Yeah, he was he was barking a lot. I I didn't I never realized he was supposed to be a what was it a stone faced gremlin, <laughs> the dog faced gremlin. Okay. I mean, Brown's a little more attractive. Shit me. What the twins lost already? No, <laughs> don't get me started on the twins. What, a, what do you mean they won? That's a sore subject that I can I'll tell you after the uh, I'll tell you on the phone. <laughs> Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll call you after this is over. My oh, lord. Nice. Um, so, Corbin beats Breaker. This was an NXT PLE match, if I've ever seen one. It's how much shit can we throw each other through, even though there's rules. That I was sense. about to say, was this another no-rules match? <laughs> and you just said it was not, because I was fast-forwarding, and I was like, why are they in the crowd? Why are they using weapons? Another no-rules match? But clearly... Was not. <laughs> uh, I went two and a half. Corbin with the end of days. I have no idea why. Uh, Wait, Corbin the, won. Yeah, he, yeah. Because the, <laughs> <laughs> the guy from the Amazing Race that was with uh, Mister Spectacular and TNA no. team jumped up. Robert Stone is his name, I think. He he did like interference. He was the dude when they were like the bros. In, in, never mind. What am I fucking talking about? Perry um, <laughs> Corbin wins at the end of days. I went two and a You half. mean one of the best friends of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Robert Stone? Is he? Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why. When I'm trying to describe him and Jesse Goddard's tag team, but I can't remember what they're called. What? What, what are they called? I don't know what it's called. I have to find this out now. I can't believe. I mean, Brown Breaker again, not a bad wrestler. Uh, Robbie Baron e, Corbin, the veteran. Name. Robbie, there we go. They were the bromans, and they had DJ Z who would go pew pew pew. What's a broman? Oh, I get it now. I get it. Okay. <laughs> so Baron Corbin beats him clean. Shut out of the ring. I don't know why Baron Corbin's beating Brown Breaker. I guess I this feud co- must go on, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the irony is, wait, so is Braun Breaker going to get dog food dumped on him, a la <laughs> Roman Reigns did by Baron Corbin? This is this is why I stopped fucking watching NXT. <laughs> this is just, uh. No, to be fair, it's supposed to elevate both 
wrestlers, I would say. You know, kind of gives a rub to, to Breaker to be in a ring. You know, we shit on, on Baron Corbin, but one of the safest protective finishers in all of wrestling, uh, which isn't really a thing anymore. Um, <laughs> he did have that run. The last guy to pin Roman Reigns solo. Um, and, you know, it's, it is what it is. And he seems like a really nice guy. You know, he loves the grill. He enjoys his football, tequila, what have you. So I he was mean, a cardinal. I can't shit on him for like forever. So do you I remember mean, good, good when, when he got interviewed and they're like, "Would you rather win the world title or have nobody kick out of your finisher?" And he's like, "Nobody kick out of my finisher. That's way better." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, uh, that's 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 a legit thing because you're realizing that it's a prop. And it doesn't yeah. mean anything." And then like a week later, somebody kicked out of his finisher. <laughs> Well, someone saw geez. that and showed it to Vince, and he was yeah. like, "Who the Who's hell? Vince? Somebody called Bobby Lashley. He's kicking <laughs> out of that shit." You know, uh, I, was, I was thinking about this at work the other day. Now here goes. See, now we're gonna get on tangents, and I love it. Um, you know, who do you think, or in your opinion, or you know, however you want to placate it, who do you think Vince McMahon is the most mad that he couldn't get over to the world title, like pushing this guy that he tried so hard he couldn't get him over? Mick Foley. Um, that he couldn't get over. Like he, I mean, this guy got pushes for no, like he sucked. And they just kept pushing him and putting him in, put, put, turning him heel or face and trying different things. Then finally he just fired him. Uh, there's so many guys like that. Um, to be fair, uh, I don't know who I, I know. Who you're, like the name is uh, the face is like in my mind, but but who would that be? Sir? I, I randomly was thinking about this, and, I, and this is how bored I get in my print department. Um, Ahmed Johnson. Oh, I feel like he tried so hard to get Ahmed over, and he'd get hurt, or he'd oh, get out yeah. Of you know, and then he'd get out of shape, in trouble. and he couldn't cut a promo, and he put everybody that, that, that was a, <laughs> he he'd throw everybody who could work, Owen Hart, go in there and make them look like a million bucks. He would injure he them. <laughs> I will say, though, as a kid, when I was 12 years old, that Pearl River Plunge was awesome. Dude, I'm a Johnson. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was over. Like, he was Intercontinental Champion. But, like, yeah, he was never going to be Heavyweight Champion. Just, it was different. I mean, he wasn't the best. He could do a hip toss. Um, But, yeah. I I feel like it went from, it it ended up being Austin Rock. But I think he was, I think his thought was was Austin Ahmed. And then Like you said, he couldn't cut a promo. And by putting him in the nation, I think it made him see Rock more. And then he switched his focus. But I really think at one point it was like, man, <laughs> Bretton Austin and then Ahmed's the next guy. And then he switched it to, to Rock. But man, I don't I remember... know, man. A hardcore Southerner versus black guy from the hood. I don't know if uh, the results wouldn't have been as big of a payoff. Uh, as the Rock and, and Austin ended up being, I, think, I don't think it would have been. But if you, but man, if, if people who don't know Ahmed Johnson saw his pecs and his traps, you know yeah. why Vince McMahon thought this guy was gonna fucking sell out any building yeah. he was going. Look at him! I can just see Vince. Do you think it was drooling. the cocaine that made him sweat so much while talking? <laughs> it might have been. I remember you can see in his mustache sometimes it looked like he had shit in it. 
No, Ahmed was my guy. Like, I, I enjoyed and watched every one of his matches because he was so raw. He was so different. It was the and era of, like... driver. Yeah, we're t- yeah, exactly. We're, we're 10, 11, 12 years old. Exactly. And he's coming out. You know, we're, we're, we're learning about hip-hop, you know, a little bit more clearly around that time of our lives as well. And, you know, we realized the streets. And, uh, yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, St. Paul, Chicago. Like, and, and he took part in one of, one of my favorite and worst WrestleMania matches ever was that six-man with LOD against the yep. nation. It yeah. was awful, but I love it because it was so sloppy. It's hilarious. Like it, it was just terrible. I'm Chicago like, street fight. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry, that's my tangent. I uh, no, I love Trick, it. Trick Williams uh, defeats Dominic Mysterio to become the new and uh, an XT North American champion. Spoiler alert for three days because he lost it last night. Back to him. Whoa! Which was the <laughs> smart choice? Obvious uh, choice. Dragon Lee was your official. I feel like Dominic was going to. Why is Dragon Lee the ref? That's so stupid. I was confused by that, but why does Dominic Mysterio have the most effective super kick in the history of super kicks? <laughs> Dragon Lee was knocked out for seven minutes. In that they had two new referees by the time he was knocked out. The mightiest super kick ever. Done by Dirty Dom. There's no question about it. Because even Austin got a a minute, maybe even less than, you know, many have fallen to Shawn Michaels, but many have gotten back up a lot quicker. So kudos. It's so funny. Dominic Mysterio. I, I feel like they just did a hot shot title switch because of the right. Mustafa Ali firing. Like, I feel like Dom was going to beat That's... Ali. No, uh, yes, but I I don't think that's the reason why. Trick Williams is is a huge fan favorite, especially over the last couple of months. Uh, the pop was enormous, um, and I think, like you said, a hot shot, you know, title switch. But hey, that works. That's fine because it it doesn't affect Trick Williams. It only elevates him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not complaining about it. I just mean like I feel like to get they that didn't... pop that he wins the match was great. Mm-hmm. Was this sloppy? Yes, but it was chaotic ballet at its finest. I thought these two dudes were putting it all in. Dominic Mysterio has, I think, grown leaps and bounds. Now is he going to be in a, a Danielson match or a Zack Sabre match? Hell no. But he knows how to work a match a lot more comfortably now since this transformation into the Judgment Day. I know you despise him. I know you think he's the shit. But, man, this kid is trying. He's having fun. He has confidence. He seems more comfortable. His mic stuff is hilarious. Uh, And I think they got to keep this shit going. And him and Dragon Lee being the emphasis, yeah, because he thinks Dragon Lee is the more suitable opponent, which is fine. That's where you're supposed to be. But Trick Williams being that wild card, that fan favorite to get that huge pop, it's what NXT was, you know, kind of originally founded on with stuff like this. So I thought it worked yeah. perfectly. It's not going to be on our top 10, but it could be on your top 10 moments of 2023. That's for sure. Dominic Mysterio is trying to wrestle. I'm trying to lose weight. Some things just don't happen. <laughs> it's just the way it is. 
and look, if you're going to have Dominic Mysterio in matches that are under 10 minutes and just have shenanigans, you can hide that shit. That's fine. Yeah. That's what you have to do because then you get a positive reaction like you just gave. You know, but you can't like if the if these two guys would have went in there and had just a straight up match with a clean finish. I mean, I, I think it would have been more of a. But trick. that's not what it, you're. But that's not what you're expecting, or nor do you want in a Dominic Mysterio match in a Trick I, Williams. <laughs> you know what? Fifth single match. Like I like Trick again, Williams. Missed, I don't missed want to watch was, Dominic Mysterio. Trick is good. He he's very Booker T ish. I would say he he could what, move you mean a lot. Like with his intro, when, when Booker T, did you when, the whole time? When <laughs> no, I didn't. Playing, I didn't see the intro. He, the crowd's chanting "Whoop that trick!" <laughs> so you got all these, all these like fifteen-year-old white kids going "Whoop that trick!" And after every time Booker T's going "What? Yeah? Oh, uh, how about it? <laughs> I got it. Let's go. We do it. Oh yeah! Ah!" <laughs> and he just kept doing. <laughs> That's awesome. And the Kevin Patrick guy's like, Booker T, we're ready to see that. And as he's doing that, Booker's just like, all right, okay. And he just keeps doing it. And I'm like, these guys have no idea what the fuck they're doing together. No. He's probably going to order DoorDash again. Oh, my God. Yeah, Booker T is not, the, not very good at announcing. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, the match was yeah, two and a half. Perfectly yeah. acceptable wrestling. I, I just... Like my, I think my main issue, not issue, but what's what like when you put, if if you had Dominic and Mustafa Ali, I understand it because your Ali can try to make Mysterio better. I get that. Yes. I totally understand that. The and the best part about this match is they kept it so short because I don't know. Maybe Dragon Lee was in the match to call it. Maybe that's why he was the ref. Because hmm. I'm not trusting either of these two guys to lead a match. Trick Williams because of inexperience, and Dominic yep. because I know what Dominic is. He's never going to get better. There's, the only way Dominic's going to get better is if he leaves this company and goes and learns, just learns other things. It's, and, it's, and then the irony of that, which he's the suitable counterpart to the WWE's newest signing and Jade Cargill, as we've always said, Jade Cargill needs more reps, more reps, yep. more reps. And then Dominic, we're assuming, gets reps and reps, or did sometime in his five years that he's been wrestling. You're saying go out there and work once a week. I just, you know, or take, <coughs> take, take Friday, Saturday, Sunday booking somewhere. I just... It's he's he's in the same vein to me as Charlotte, but the difference is Charlotte is a natural athlete and that helps Whoa. her get by. But Whoa. you know, we, we talk about all the time when Charlotte gets lost and she's yeah. calling it, oh all hell's gonna break loose. Dominic Mysterio's just he is what he is. He, it's it's I've come to terms that in the WWE system he's not gonna learn anymore. And he's worked no, he's a lot of people that are very good wrestlers. You know, they put him in the ring with Cody Rhodes and they make it a five-minute match because there's nothing more. You can't do anything else with Dom. He's, he is the promo. That's him. That's what, you know, you, you have him promo and you put in, you pipe in the booze and, and it works. 
on TV, <laughs> he looks like the biggest heel in wrestling. Yeah. And aesthetically, in a company that is trying to produce movies and not wrestling, they hit it out the park. I will give them that. I'm not discrediting that. And I'm not trying to shit on Dominic Mysterio. Every out-of-character thing I watch of him, I think he's hilarious. Oh, he's great. He yeah, is I just, a I, superstar on that stuff. He was the worst <laughs> pro wrestler I had ever seen until watching. But I think he's, he's he knows that, and he's taking the ball, and I think he's running with that. But again, because he got stronger on the mic, because he he found his inner douchebag. Like I saw he like a two second go. clip. Oh yeah, but I saw like the two second clip on YouTube. They were like in a ghost house. He's like, I'm a wrestler. I make money. I don't hunt ghosts. And just the way he said it. <laughs> I laughed for like minutes, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's the most ballerous thing I've ever." He's like, "I'm a wrestler. I make money. I don't hunt ghosts." <laughs> if if I'm Dom Mysterio, I'm thanking Tony Khan for putting together Luchasaurus versus Brock Anderson because now I'm no longer the worst wrestler on television. Because Brock Anderson is the drizzling shit I've, I've ever seen. He How is looks that so? like shit. Yeah. He, he can't. How are you Arn Anderson's son and you can't throw a work punch? That's what I'm saying. Like, how is he the son of one of the best of all time? And... Oh, my. He is. He, I mean, somebody, if I was like, if I was Ray, I'd be like, Dom, turn on Rampage. <laughs> Watch this guy. That's why he's so terrible. Uh, so, Trick Williams wins with a flying knee, which leads into uh, the third match. Uh, I want a star and a half. Cage match is fucking mental. On cage match, this four-way tag match is getting a 7.35 out of 10. Whoa, I don't know who gross. voted for this. Maybe maybe I just don't get it. I'm out on the, the island. But we see the family chanting two stacks Lorenzo and Tony D'Angelo defending the tag titles against Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. The Creed Brothers, Brutus and Julius, and Out the Mud, Bronco, Nima, and Lucian Price. Huh. I've never heard of Out the Mud. I've never seen Out the Mud. I don't know what Bronco Nima is. They came in on they came in riding motorcycles after Baron Corbin had already rode a motorcycle. Whoa. Explain that to me. And then in this match, Trick Williams, who wins with a flying knee, uh, they start throwing... You say throwing... this was a cage match? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a four-way tag match. Oh. <laughs> they, they, there's like Would nine it have been better knees. as a cage match? No. <laughs> you, you see one guy get bumped, and then here comes Julius Creed just running around flying mean people in the face. And I'm like, well, Trick Williams just won a title with that move, so what do you tell me about yeah. that move? Baron yeah. Corbin came out on a bike. You already told me that two bikes are better than one. They do a they do a four-corner quadruple superplex. The crowd acts like it's Okada Omega at the Dome for that move. Um. They were just it, it was it was literally when I say literally, imagine like a ten year old kid running and playing karate with his friend, where they run and throw <laughs> like a kick, and their arms are extended in the air, and they're all awkward with the way they do it. There was people yeah. doing that. <laughs> like it was not. I mean, at one point, Garza and Korea kind of Korea were just kind of like, 
we're just gonna hang out in the corner because this is this is shit. Like we we're not gonna get involved in this. Wow. But at the end of the day, they the the family won by doing their. They throw the guy in the air and then they both turn and like hook his under his between his legs and give him like the Jake Lee suplex that you hate, but they do it together. Yeah. So they just it's a double Jake Lee suplex for their finish. Wow. It's disgusting. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's not good. Anyway, that was that. If you want to see something funny, it's twelve minutes, you should watch it. You'll be like, What are they doing? <clears throat> Like, it looks oh. like people playing, like kids playing in the front yard. Uh, oh. Talking about kids playing in the front yard, what do you think about Metaphor as a faction? <laughs> uh, I think Jakara Jackson isn't very good. I think Lash Legend is one of the worst wrestlers they've ever hired. Um, Oral Mensa, whatever. But I think Noam Dar is tight. I like Noam Dar. The Supernova. I don't know who this guy is, but I know who this guy is. And I was like, wow, I want to watch who this guy is. Because him and uh, the wrestler formerly known as Pete Dunne had, in what I would call a what the hell's a Heritage Cup match. Um, British rules. Six, British rules. Yep, yep. Six uh, six rounds with three minutes. Uh, we had the the reunion of British Strong Style, which was really cool as uh as the uh the swole boy himself, uh Tyler Bate came out uh alongside Butch, which is hard to say out loud and I'm sure was hard to see on that screen. Uh <laughs> but Noam Dar to him put on a, a a especially with someone not really knowing about all this heritage couple like you said British rules and, and whatnot. I'm sure I see this in the progress days but maybe didn't pay as much attention. Brought a different flair to it. It very seemed like some impact stuff kind of back in the day um, in some ways. But but I thought it worked. You know, it was unfortunately ended with the interference from Gallus, uh, you know, to uh, hey, essentially make Butch not uh, not win the Heritage Cup here. But this was a fun match. This was great, you know, kind of going down each minute of the round where uh, we're done. had Dar's fingers, you know, kind of in that uh, joint manipulations if you will, but he was always saved by the bell, so that was kind of a, a fun uh, little storyline into this match. Um, uh, Noam Dar was in the Cruiserweight Classic and then kind of didn't see him for a little bit, and then he did, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, did the NXT UK, and yep. then now they're bringing all these guys over. I I think he's doing good. I think he's... I think he's starting to come into his own, which is good. I enjoyed that one, three and a half. I, I thought it was cool. I just, I wish Gallus didn't come up for the interruption. Yeah. But, you know, but it is what it is. Like, it, yeah, we, we get uh, two-thirds of British Strong style against Gallus. Uh, so Gallus, but whatever. Match I, I won't like, watch. <laughs> that already happened and obviously you didn't watch because it was yesterday yeah because it happened and i was like wait i saw a promo i was like wait but that was before last night whoops <laughs> it's legal y'all um, it's legal but alex i i went four and a half on the next match Dragunov uh defeats carmelo hayes this rocked physicality this was- at its finest this is why 
we've been tooting Ilya Dragunov's horn for years. Like this dude, and he's and you know, kudos to them for pushing him to the title. Uh-huh. I think he deserves it. I I I liked Carmelo Hayes' run, and I kind of think it was a little early to drop it to lose it, but I can't be mad at it. And I because Dragunov is a very very respectable person to have as your champion. No, agreed. Agreed. And it, what's crazy to me is if you think about, you know, you look back four or five years ago, you know, we're watching those progress shows, and now you you look at two of the top guys in this company are Walter and Dragunov, yeah. ironically as it is. So I came full circle. That He hit him with that top rope forearm, which was disgusting. Just smoked Carmelo Hayes with that thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, uh, this was uh, every match that you would expect uh, from these guys, especially coming off of their first matchup uh, from this this uh, title reign of Carmelo, Hay- uh, Carmelo Hayes here. I'm sure you enjoyed the uh, the hanging of the jerseys for Hayes's, you know, kind of coming out before the match. But, yeah, once that bell rang, man, it's... <laughs> the crowd was into it. I was into it. Uh, obviously, Dragunov and, and Hayes was into it. Uh, this was just this was just a, a nuts match. This was a to see Hayes grow as a wrestler. You know, your first thought after he loses, like, is he going to be called up? Is he going to be called up? Is he ready to be called up? Um, I think it's like Brown Breaker where it's like he's they're definitely gonna be, you know, that next crop of like NXT's, you know, stars that kinda take take it by the horns and I think be mm-hmm. really successful. Um, once they get called up to Mondays or Fridays or whatever SmackDown Day or SmackDown moves to uh in twenty twenty four here, but uh I, I thought they put on a, a match that a lot of young wrestlers should watch. A lot of different styles. Wrestling's not going to be what it was 20, 30 years ago. We got to get over that. But to kind of have a, a nice threshold and a meshing of, again, the stuff that we've appreciated over the last 10 years in wrestling, you know, from all over the the world, um, was a really good example in this match of, of especially Brit Ress and, and kind of what we've seen in the in the independent scene over the last decade. Yeah, this was this this rocked. I was I was all in on it. Um, no, then, all in happened a few weeks ago. <laughs> Hi um, Like how I hit you with that one. Um, yeah, then we get main event. Uh, Becky Lynch defeats Tri- Tiffany Stratton. I almost said Trish Stratton. Um, I, I went three and a half. I thought it was pretty good. I I really think. I really think that Tiffany Stratton is not bad. Yeah. You hit it on the nose. I I think she's really figuring it out. Um you could tell she's putting in effort and a lot work. of yeah. Um and at times I thought she looked better than uh than Becky did even in this match. Uh, thanks to the Kaiser, I'm sure, for, you know, kind of the tips and the training she's receiving outside of the ring. Yeah, what what a better person to have is like a little, yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm going to be on the road traveling with Ludwig, Kaiser, and Walter. Yeah, like that, that's, <laughs> isn't that the most perfect thing? Yeah, like. Let me pick your right. brains. And I think that's helped. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a Tiffany Stratton 
match prior to this. Of course, I knew who she was. I've seen promos. I'm sure I've seen second clip, seconds of clips. Uh, but even the promo package of Tiffany Stratton, I was like, oh, that's impressive. That looks impressive. That's impressive. This was a total judge a book by its cover on my part. And uh, I walked away feeling like an ignorant bastard. And I was like, okay, she is something. You know, you've been hearing and reading stuff over the last couple of weeks with more of her in the headlines with a lot of people uh, praising Tiffany Stratton in the ring. And I'm like, ah, you know, they're just trying to, you know, build her up, you know, through the internet. And after watching her, I said, no, I, I need to kind of see this metamorphosis of what she's been doing and what she can eventually grow into. And, and yeah, to get the respect of her peers, to get two Becky Lynch matches. And, you know, we're probably going to get a third one. Um, and she's got to win the title. Back, it's great. Right? Yeah. She's got to win it back. Uh, she has to be that face. Um, and she's going to be, she could definitely be the next breakout star. Does she rely on the Swanton? Sure. But it looks good. Um, and I'm not doing any windows at all when I'm talking about Tiffany Stratton and her performance because it, it left me very impressed. This was the main event. They had two main events. This was one to get your star last in the man, Becky Lynch. And I thought Becky Lynch, you know, she's she's great. I, I really enjoy her. Um, as she has definitely evolved around her career from steampunker uh, to the man, uh, as, as we've said. And this, this was a great main event. This was a, a big fight feel for not knowing as much of one opponent as I did the champ. Yeah, it's Stratton. And Stratton's moonsault is really good. Mm-hmm. She, oh yeah, she has a beautiful. And the one thing I'll say about her, her clotheslines, by the way, yeah, like, everything she and she's snug with everything she does. I I think too, what what initially got me to pay attention to her, and I know it's it's something extremely little too. So maybe people didn't notice it as much too. But like when she misses her moonsault, she lands on her feet and does a perfect back roll with her hands down to back to her feet. Like you could tell she was a gymnast by the way Mm -hmm. she perfectly like go back and watch even in the promo video Mm -hmm. where she loses the title to Becky. She does the moonsault and she lands on her feet and does a perfect back roll onto her hands and push up to her feet. Like it's like you were doing training. It, It it's flawless. Interesting. I, Very I, nice. I, I'm watching that on the, and then she gets hit with the manhandle slam or whatever, and then loses the title at the, on you know a few weeks ago. So I saw that promo and I was like, wow, that was I can't believe how freaking fluid that was. Like that yeah. looked like she's been doing it for years, and then started looking more at background, and then starting to see some of her like what people are saying about the way she trains and like her knowing wrestling and this and that. And I'm okay, I I like it. Wow, yeah, no, this was, uh, that's what I said, like, when we were talking on the phone, I thought this was a really, for not having watched this product in, in quite a long time, uh, to sit down throughout, you know, majority of the show, and really walking away thinking, okay, that was good, I'd watch this again, PLE format only, of course, but you're ready for, <laughs> for some Halloween Havocs. And, and and what do you think about, you know, kind of them utilizing all these stars 
uh, from the main roster. I mean, let's just say the stars, you know, to, to bring them into Tuesdays. It's proven to be a successful experiment, you know, ratings-wise, uh, you know, over the last, you know, couple of months since they've, they've done this. Uh, Dominic Mysterio being a, a key component to this, really. Um, but, of course, the joke now is, is Dynamite is going to be on next Tuesday. Yeah, um, title Tuesday, and boy, are they counter-programming that shit. They are, and, and a lot of people are thinking that they're afraid. But my instant thought was like, no, they want to go for the fucking jugular. Like, yeah, let's bring out John Cena and Paul Heyman and put in Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes as your match there. And so much more. And Cody Rhodes, I don't think it's like, whoa, we're afraid. It's, let's let's beat them. Yeah, they got Edge. Edge being primarily, as you always clearly state on this show and in real life, Edge drew the lowest ratings for all three shows in a span of a week. Less than a week. <laughs> so it'll be interesting what he does here next week against NXT uh, or even at the Tokyo Dome, as the rumor will be for 2024. <laughs> no, he will not wrestle Okada. But, I mean... I, I think it's a brilliant tactic by the E and the smugness that they're like, you know what? Fuck you. Well, we're so, we're okay, going to so take this over again. Here, here's my two questions that I have for that. Because it's a one-off. Is Triple H, like two weeks ago, said when when somebody was like, oh, AEW is going to run on a Tuesday. How do you feel about that? And he said it's a second-rate promotion that he doesn't consider competition, and he will not sacrifice the development growth of the NXT brand. Mm-hmm. So those are his exact words. Now you yeah. are getting Cena, Cody, Haven, and Asuka, and and why is why are you doing Carmelo Hayes against Braun Breaker when Braun Breaker just lost to Baron Corbin? Why they both just not, lost. So why is it not Braun Breaker with Cena versus Baron Corbin with Paul Heyman? That would make more sense, I think. Um, <laughs> That's my question. We but my thing is, like, why are these guys in their corner? Like, it's really weird. Um, that definitely feels like a ha-ha type of a thing. But Cena lives in Tampa. You don't give a shit. Like, you know, they're like, show up that XT. Let's blow AEW out of the water. To your point, I understand that aspect. And I'm not, I, I think it's a smart move and try to take them. Why not? But it makes but, no sense. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're you're doing something to do something, and it, you're not even doing anything that may, that I don't I don't like. But I think that's that's why it works. Like the smug asshole in me, I'm like bravo. Like, but they're know. not going to get either of us to watch. Is my point? Are you going to tune in to watch? Over AEW, uh, maybe I'm not. I'll do the I'll do the the old Monday nights where I'd flip back and forth possibly. I, I don't care about Asuka versus Roxanne Perez. You, you, so you're not a fan of Asuka. You don't want to see how she elevates this possible new superstar in the making. I don't think Roxanne Perez is a superstar in the making. Ah, oh, she's okay. Be, because of that promo. Take that promo aside. I and, I think she's... And I her think being she's, 20 years old. Yeah, that's and that's fine. But my point being is... None of this has anything to do with your your PLE you just did, your big show. Agreed. Agreed. Nothing is paying off any of this. That's Oscar should be there wrestling Tiffany Stratton, not Roxanne Perez. Why are you doing face-to-face? 
Because you already did Roxanne and, and uh, Sakimoto where Roxanne passed out. So you got to keep the Japanese brutality a brewer and a going. Look at the way you have to try to make it make sense because it doesn't make sense. She's, she's got to run through the Joshi <laughs> legends, man. And the guess who's coming back soon? Kyrie's the Hojo. <laughs> who do you think like, Roxanne Perez is going to fight in November to Remember NXT Presents? November to Remember. Fucking Kyrie Sane coming out on an inflatable oh, pirate God. ship. And that's Roxanne Perez's next challenge. And fucking Booker's going to go quacky, quack, whack, whack, or whatever. And <laughs> when he and, sees Kyrie and, Hojo. Uh, here's, here's, my next, here's my next question. Um, yesterday, on this thing, oh, Dominic and uh, Trick Williams got another 10 minutes because they kept it short. Um, yeah. Yesterday, Yesterday, uh, Roxanne Perez was in a NXT Women's Title Triple Threat Number One Contenders match with Indy Hartwell and Lyra Valkyria. Who? <laughs> Lyra no, I... Valkyria. Okay. Val Val Valkyria, whatever. Roxanne Perez got pinned. So maybe that's her punishment. You are beat. Now you're going to get your ass kicked by Asuka. It's so stupid. She can get chicken wings. Now, if Roxanne Perez beats Asuka somehow. Oh, man. Then that means Lyra Valkyria better go get a shot at Io and not just Becky. Whoa. Like this, man, this show is. Oh, so Butch and Tyler Bate defeat Gallus in 10 minutes and 7 seconds. Lyra Valkyria defeats Indy Hartwell and Roxanne Perez at 11.55. Gigi Dolan defeats Blair Davenport in 3 minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, NXT Women's Breakout Tournament first round. Kalani Jordan defeats Izzy Dame in 5 minutes. Uh, JC Jane and Thea Hale, because Toxic Attraction number 3 is babyface now, uh, defeated Electra Lopez and Lola Vice in 4 minutes, 10 seconds. And then Dominic Mysterio defeats Trick Williams in 1022. <laughs> Toxic now, attraction number three. Now, now tell me, where does any of what's happening with Title Tuesday fall into place with this show? That's just my problem. Once again, I'm with you. It's smart. You try to, you try to cut the head off the snake. You, you got to get your, uh, <laughs> this is a bad pun, but it's WWE, to be, so I don't care. You got to get your retribution uh, against oh. NXT for beating your ass and making you move days. How apropos is it to have Cena go on a night where Edge wrestles for the first time in an AEW ring? <laughs> I just, man, they, Triple H has got to be counting his blessings that there was that writer's strike. Writer's strike because he gets to use a lot of NXT. I mean, that's the only reason I've, I heard that Cena went back for a month and a half is because he didn't have anything to do. Which yeah. is cool. I like that he did that. I think that's awesome. Why but, do you think The Rock was there? Because he was visiting Dion. No, no. And and Pat McAfee was, was going to SmackDown, and he probably just went with him. He was, he was playing guitar. But McAfee's like, hey, why don't you come to SmackDown with me? We can, let's go. And he's like, well, I don't know. They didn't ask me. He's like, oh, they're not going to tell you no. And then he shows up, and everyone's like, oh, you can go do whatever the hell you want. You're The Rock. He's like, all right, cool. They just went out there. And then they broke the whole segment. What did he do? I don't even think I watched it. 
he came out and he cussed a lot at Austin Theory, and then Austin Theory cussed back at him, so half of it was bleeped out. <laughs> like it was, a, it was like listening to a Walmart CD. So has Austin Theory been elevated by oh, being berated by two hell. legends? Yeah, these are emergency <laughs> alerts. It was supposed to happen at one twenty today. We're getting, uh, <laughs> we're getting uh, we're, aliens are coming. Um, I mean, so like I get it. You put them out there with theory. You try to elevate theory and Grayson Waller. I think might have been there, whatever. But uh, that was it was, and then McAfee did the people's elbow. That was it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what this does for the ratings. I think they could win the ratings war because of having Cena and Cody on there. Um, I, I smart move. We'll see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's uh, let's let's get into Wrestle Dream here. We're we're a little bit against the oh my, because of my fault. We're a little bit against the clock today. Um, oh, oh yeah, we got to go. But uh, look, fourteen matches on this show, Alex. <laughs> it was a it was a big card, Oof. but it didn't feel like a long card to me. If that makes like I've watched this show twice now. Wow. Um, and I I I think for the most part I enjoyed all of it. Yeah, I thought each match served a purpose. I mean, the only match I didn't watch during the first run was Ricky Starks and Wheeler Yuta, and I went back and I watched it. I was like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, perfectly acceptable match to get Ricky to win for Starks. I liked that. Um, the the eight-person tag I thought was fun. I went two and a half. Kojima gets mm-hmm. the lariat on Moriarty. There was that fun spot where uh, Athena was trying to fight Shane Taylor that I was entertained by, and Keith Lee's like, all right, let me just let me do this. Um, that was fine. What, what did yeah. you think of Barnett and Claudio? Uh, Barnett and Claudio, I, I really liked the uh, the wrestling, you know, MMA esque, mm-hmm. you know, aspect to it. Um, Claudio, I thought perfectly um, into that realm. Um, of course, him being a you know a little bit of a, well, I, don't, I wouldn't say a bigger stature, but I, I thought Barnett played it well, and you know he defeats you know Josh Barnett, hometown guy, and. You know, and that key component to the Anoki tribute there, uh, as as we learned, you know, with Anoki and Barnett, you know, them realizing the MMA aspect, you know, that that they both had their their same uh, interest and Anoki taking a liking to him. So I I thought it was a, a fun match to have on the pre-show. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I I gave it three and a half, but I also in parentheses put this match rocked. I, yeah. I couldn't give it a higher score, but as much as I like entertainment wise to me, I thought it was a lot higher than that. But um, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I love that uh, Barnett wore his genome uh, kick pads for when he was part of the Anoki Genome Federation. Oh, nice. So nice. That, that was kind of a little throwback I caught. Um, good stuff, though. Good stuff, though. Um, which sort of Nick Wayne was exactly what it should have been. But then again, it, as we find out later in the show, it's another one of those things that I just it always confuses me why you have somebody who's going to turn, get their ass kicked by a person that they're joining. Kind of yeah. like when you have like a 45 minute tag match, then the guy turns on his partner when it's like, he should have just never tagged in, mm-hmm. but, you know, neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> acclaimed TMDK. It was fine. Yeah. Bad new Tito. We got, we got a bad new Tito sighting. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, it was uh, it was a good way. I don't know if it enticed any people to buy buy the show, but you know, I, you know, like you said, the uh, Claudio and, and Barnett match, and it was just kind of fun where you get to see a cozy lariat uh, in the opener, and and Athena and and Billy Starks, I think, having a fun little uh, fun chemistry there. So uh, a ragtag group of matches, but let's get off. Uh, to the start of the show here, MJF uh, defending his Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions uh, Championships against the Righteous Dutch and Vincent. This was a, and, and this was before I read the dirt sheets, but when I was watching it, um, I felt a lot of people felt the same thing. Uh, he was, I was like, he's doing his best Hulk Hogan impersonation <laughs> that I think I've seen since Shawn Michaels back in their SummerSlam match. Um, and this was a lot of fun. Now, is it someone that you're trying to build a team up that has that ring of honor lineage like the righteous does, um, you know, to have them lose to one dude, maybe, but I mean, it was the fun match that, that, that you were expecting there. And, uh, you know, MJF berating the righteous before the match, you know, and, Talking about tofu and white dude with dreads and and whatnot, uh, you know it, it worked. The crowd ate it up, and and that's what's important to uh, hopefully uh, get this MJF Adam Cole storyline uh, continuing. Sam's injury or not for for when Mr. Adam Cole, but it was a, it was a fine opener. It's what you wanted to to be entertained with, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I it was it was perfectly acceptable what you want to open the match and pop the crowd. Yeah. I think is exactly what that was. And I, I still think if they're going to pay this off correctly, I think the kingdom got to be the team to take those titles. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but again, you build a team like the Righteous with winning against the Hardys and, you know, kind of getting wins here and there, and you're like, oh, and then they lose the one guy. And you're like, but he's the champion, the tag team champion, so I understand, you know, you got to book that guy, you know, a little bit differently. So... I don't think they're buried by any means, but, you know, hopefully. I think that Vincent guy, he's got charisma. Dutch looks awesome with glasses and when he's holding his suspenders. But after that, yeah, I I, I don't know. He's nothing special, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Eddie Kingston, Katsuri Shibata. Kingston gets the win with the powerbomb. He's using this Kawada powerbomb that Kawada said, this is what you need to beat Claudio. And he's, mm-hmm. he's using it. It's working. And I thought that was a lot of fun with three and a half. I, I, I was a little concerned when they started trading back fist. I was like, Oh God, stop hitting him in the head. But, um, <laughs> you know, they know what they're doing, <laughs> but oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love Kingston. I think is on a great run right now. And I love that they're utilizing him so much because I think he's mm-hmm. so talented. And the thing that it draws me with Kingston to Alex is, you could genuinely tell how much this dude gives a shit. And that's what I think yes. I like about him so much. Like, you know, this guy is going to try his hardest to, to do whatever he can to have a great match. 100%. Um, and yeah, this was a hard hitting bout what you expected. This was, you know, kind of, I, I would say a foundation on what Russell dream was supposed to represent. Was this, you know, was, was this match here with these two men with, with the love and admiration Kingston has for Piro and, of course, Shibata being one of the three musketeers. But Bravo, love the power bomb, as you stated as well. And uh, Shibata, God, he's he's doing great stuff, and, and I'm very happy. Which he said at the press conference, 
he's willing to become full time, a full time Tony Khan guy. <laughs> I, Even though I don't do know what changes. His, uh, his gimmick where he holds up the the Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's great. It's good. <laughs> I, and I, I I like it because I don't even think it's that he can't speak the language. I like it as it's just him not talking because he's so serious. Like I think yeah. that's how I interpret it. I really I think that's why I enjoy it so much. He's just like, huh, you know, here you go. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, what, uh, Chris Stanley or Julia Hart? Was this the best Julia Hart match she's ever had? I would say 100%. I thought this was a great showcase by by both women. Um, but Julia Hart, clear standout because you didn't, like, I think there was intrigue going into this match. I don't think this was a write-off match like some would expect it to be. And then them mm-hmm. placing it third and being the lone women's match, I thought gives them even a bigger exposure. And they both knew they were going to be under that microscope. And Julia Hart, I thought, did well. And Chris Statlander, I mean, she's a hidden gem. Uh, once you get away from space and she's from Long Island, she's part of that MJF crew. Um, it, it just works wonders. And again, it's exciting to kind of see what's what's going to be in her future. They both wrestled each other really well. They both was were hard hitting. Um, and yeah, this was, I would say, Hart's best match. I, I liked, um, it was a little sloppy, the move when they did that overhead belly to belly. But I love when Hart just hung upside down and gave that stare. I'm yeah. like, all right, she's she's starting to feel herself with this character, and I like that. You know, she's whether whether I like spooky shit or not, I I appreciate she's figuring out a character. Yes, yes. You know, because she's you could genuinely. I mean, she she was training. You know, she was 16 years old when she started training with Ken Kennedy. So like, she definitely was a wrestling fan. And anybody who goes into these that's a wrestling fan and not like an NIL college recruit, I'm always gonna root for because. I appreciate the fact that they're fans, you know? So like, yeah, I'm behind that. I think that's, you know, I like that. I think that's dope. Um, so good for her. Good for her. Uh, Bucks, Lucha Bros, Guns, Hook and Cassidy. What, what do you expect? I, I only, I, I only went three and a quarter on it. Maybe I was the low man on it, but it was just kind of like, whatever. It was a lot of shit happening. And I don't know. I think, I think it, that was like a, a nice cool down match from even though it wasn't meant to be a cool match. Yeah, I was like, um, <laughs> no, this was a, the what AEW again was kind of founded on was where the was this type of a match. Um, I thought the Bang Bang Gang shines. Uh, yeah, Austin Gunn. I mean, everyone's getting. Everyone's doing and, and delivering uh, Canadian destroyers, but but him uh, taking them, but not not giving them. But uh, Young Bucks getting the win was that the right call? I don't know. Uh, I, I thought either the Gun Club or um, Hook Cassidy should have won, but they're obviously a newer team. Um, but no, I, I, I thought the two newer, you know, teams to, you know, to this company and especially into this format of a match, I thought definitely looked great. Um, Cassidy and hook, it works, you know, I'm not going to be like, well, he just lost the title. How was he already in a team, you know, type of thing. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not even a part of the best friends, but, uh, they're, they were fine. 
but you know, it's you got you got your flippy flippy stuff. Um, you got your you know zero fear. It all worked out. Ray Phoenix though, I don't know if he's alive. Have we heard any updates uh, since he was taken out of the match? Uh, you know, kind of <laughs> mid on. Um, yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen with his title match against you know uh, the Nick Jackson. But Nick Jackson, dude, could win what three titles if they win if he wins the international title tomorrow night, uh, and then if they win the future AEW tag team titles since they are ROH trios champions along with Hangman Adam Page. Uh, but is this international title kind of jinx there, Ryan? I don't. It, it's it's crazy too for the fact because this has become their like work rate belt, their st- work standard belt. And these guys, they just can't catch a break. No. <laughs> like, I mean, you're exactly right. It's just... It's, it's, it's like, like Dragon Gate and the women's tag belts all over. <laughs> so, I don't know. Let's, let's hope it's not... Let's hope it's not a thing uh, um, where, where they keep going bad. Yeah, otherwise, you got to get rid of that belt. Burn it. <laughs> You you gotta burn it down, right? Burn it down. down. Speaking of burning down the arena with uh, athleticism, charisma, and uh, and knees to the face, and also from the uh, soothing rhythmic motions of one Prince Nana, hometown boy Swerve Strickland, Hangman Adam Page. You can flip it from, in my case, anyways, one A, one B for match. Of the night here at Wrestle yeah. Dream, but but awesome. even the the build up to this, Ryan, we can both agree was Swerve's come out party because he was given time. He was given time to show himself. He was given mic time, as he stated, you know, just recently in an interview. He's like, "This is the most mic time I've ever gotten in my career." It's like I've always been a part of people or factions or under a mask in Lucha Underground where I did not speak, but. This is, and I, you know, he was like, it was the hardest thing he's ever had to do because he's never been in that position, you know, and, and all the time he's wrestled. So to give him that opportunity and I think nailing it um, and then just hitting it out of the park with his match. Uh, of course, the, the big thing was the arm of Hangman Adam Page disabling the buckshot lariat. And when he, when Strickland, like judo, karate, ninja kicks, Hangman Adam Page's <laughs> arm, and it, you just hear it snapping, beautifully brutal, and the match well, took on from, from there. I was pondering that. I've watched this match a few times myself, you know, as you have the whole show. Um, I still don't know. It seemed like they had one of those arm whackers that you would, you know, kind of have back in the day <laughs> where they just had a bunch of them, and they all went off at the same time. But I felt it. It was great. Uh, this match ballpark you know you had your interference at the end uh but it doesn't affect page it built strickland even more and it was great because it was like punk and and cena in chicago where it was just booze galore for page there was not a page fan in sight uh except for maybe a kid or two and and strickland definitely proved it was his house yeah it was i i love how when when it first started and like the entrances Page was over, and then it was like 50-50 for a few minutes, and then it just suddenly went, nope, 100% Strickland. We're just changing yeah. our mind. And 
and that foot stomp heat on the apron when Paige was getting medical oh. attention was awesome. And then he wins clean with a fisherman buster. Yeah. I was like, let's go, man. I, I think, I don't know when, but I think the, this talk of Strickland wanting to be the first black world champion, I don't think they're having him say that on TV if they're not going to put him in a, in an opportunity to get a shot. 100%. And I'm all, I love Shane Strickland, man. I am all for Shane Strickland push. This rocked. You're right. Um, Strickland Yuta, we kind of talked about it, you know, a little bit earlier. Uh, I, I, you know, just kind of was what it was. Uh, yeah, four matches. Zach Saber, Brian Danielson. I went four and a half. I thought this rocked. Whoa! I was a mark. The, you the only transitions. Went four and a half? Yeah. No. I thought it was the Tokyo second Dome best special. match of the night. My second favorite match of the night. Interesting. Interesting. I love how Danielson said Zack Saber is the best technical wrestler in the world. He said there are things that he did that I've never seen before, and I don't know how he got me in those in those predicaments. I, I popped hard <laughs> hearing that. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kudos all around. These guys did everything that that you'd want them to do. Uh, best match of the night on my end. Uh, this was a, a technical marvel that ended with no technical no technicality whatsoever, but a few uh, psycho knees there. Um, and I loved how Zack Saber Jr. had gripes and said, "This is supposed to be submissions in Seattle, and you beat me with you know non technical moves. So you know there, there's going to be more, hopefully." Um, and, and I'm all for this. This was a brilliant match. This is what the forefathers. Of, of wrestling fandom and wrestlers. Uh, this is what they, they talk about and preach about and great showcase. Hopefully a lot of people enjoyed respected what they've saw and uh, hopefully have clamoring for more. Uh, Sammy Guevara with the pin on Jericho. Yeah. I, I would four stars on this. This made notebook. I uh, could also get to catch it. will Osprey, Sammy Guevara, defeat Kota Bushi, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Um, I liked it, man. Takesha is just something, something awesome to me. Osprey's tremendous. Oh, great! Yeah. Abushi looked a little bit better. Like he started, you know, slowly but surely. I love this Ibushi. Michael Myers run when he went straight, you know, Halloween on on everyone. I thought that was great. <laughs> um, yeah, this. I mean, they didn't even do what they could all do. I think in this match, correct? Four yeah. stars. They they knew they didn't have to. They just gave us a great story. Um, I don't have like anything crazy that stands out for me. I just the match just start to finish was great. No, I I, I thought this was fun. Uh, yeah, Guevara kind of getting that that win over Jericho uh, was a good way to end. Obviously, all these feuds are probably still beginning. We we still want Abushi and and Takeshita. Um, I'm sure as well as Takeshita and Omega yet again. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun. Um, and then we got to the meat of the bones, if you will. <laughs> uh, FTR, uh, defeats Aussie open with a shatter machine. I went three Oof. and three quarters. I didn't think it was as good as a Royal quest match. Well, no, nothing's going to be as great as that 45 minute <laughs> classic. Jesus. Come on, Ryan. Um, uh, and- shout out Kyle Davis. Hope he's well. Yeah, well, I was going to say, did, didn't Mark Davis get hurt again? Yeah, like right in ah. the wrist, like kind of like early on it just seemed like. And 
just felt another bad. I felt really bad. Not buy a bucket. Yeah, yeah. Which God. does that mean Kyle Fletcher's singles push is going to come sooner rather than later, since they know he's a star? But Davis is the guy. He's the mouthpiece. He's the one that you know is making Fletcher more comfortable. But yeah, it sucks when when the guy that you know makes you a little bit more interesting in the in the casuals' eyes on TV when you see them through the mic work of Mark Davis that that brooding you know physicality bouncing off of him and then you have you know Fletcher to show it in the ring. Um, what, what does that mean? I mean, do, do you think he'll be able to float instead of sink if he's given that opportunity? I'm going to be honest with you. I think Kyle Fletcher's the best mic guy they got with those really i think kyle fletcher is turning into a star and with his age and how good he continues to get like there's Mm -hmm. so much in will osprey i see of of kyle fletcher ironically talking about callum newman and now talking fletcher but i think the more mark davis gets hurt the less we're going to see aussie open and we're going to see kyle fletcher i think it's going to become more kyle fletcher show i really do man him and osprey yeah um Main event, Alex. This was my favorite match of the show. Wow! I went four and three quarters on this. I loved it. I I don't know what it is for me, but I just like I you know like we opened with Christian. I think he's just on another level right now. The way Darby Darby Allen reminds me of nineteen ninety five Sabu with the way he just does whatever he like absorbs everything. Yeah, it's just I feel like he's gonna die in there. I I don't think he's climbing Mount Everest anytime soon. (laughs) I I always mark when they take the ring apart. I just because I know how much it doesn't feel good landing on those boards. I I just I cringe when I see that. And I think what made me the most happy about it too was the fact that they didn't do the edge thing during the match. Agreed. They let that be its own thing to simmer and be its own special entity where Christian won the match. Nefarious means. Drawn um, heat. Yep. They, they, they do the Nick Wayne turn in Seattle, which I think made it feel bigger than it probably should have been. I think it would have been like a dynamite. I wouldn't have cared. Um, but yeah, I just, man, these two guys got, when Darby wins this title, most likely from Christian, the, the, they're going to lose their mind in that building. <laughs> it's Christian's top three wrestler of the year. Oh, my God. It's, I've never had more struggle putting together a top ten list than this Is he year. top three wrestler of the year right now on October 4th, 2023? Oh, my God. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> right now. Go. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's. He, I'll, I'll, I'm going to cop do the cop out and say he's. He's probably in my top ten, most likely. Wow. Not, I just because because in the back of my head I'm going okay. Well, if we're going to yeah, I, I think in the same match you got Kanosuke Takeshita. Yeah. On the same match you had Kenny Omega who had two of those matches with Osprey. Um. I think Danielson is having a hell of a year. So I don't know. It's it, man, it's tough. M, I mean, you got MJF, but Christian, man, he he made evented. Like Besides I know CM Punk said, takes CM Punk aside when people talk AEW. 
Isn't Christian the first thing people probably bring up? I would say 80% maybe, 70-80%. I mean, he's definitely one of the main main vocal points, yeah, 100%. He elevated a title that he technically didn't even have ownership of. I know he's so good, and and I think for too, months, like for, um, for a for a long time, for a Luchasaurus to be champion, and did a damn fine job, I might say. So, so shout out to Luchasaurus for being that brooding, badass talent type that we kind of would, I guess, needed to see different gear, mm-hmm. brooding music, and then Christian as your Bond villain holding the championship is his around his waist. And then he was the big monster that did all his bidding. And I, I I thought it worked perfectly. And then for him to look at the title, you know, against Christian and be like, oh, what do I do here? But this is the guy that's made me a bigger star. And then dropping the title and then, you know, still have the allegiance there. And then now to ha- add Nick Wayne, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it'd be stupid if he's not on people's top five. That's for sure. Depending on the rest yeah. of the year, obviously. We got three more months, but I hope Darby's okay. That's for sure. <laughs> but it's it, it's yeah, he's just and and like you said, kudos to Luchasaurus who played that he played that character so perfect. And I think what helped me enjoy it even more was he didn't end up turning on Christian, like, I'm sick of you. Instead yeah. Christian wins the title by pinning him. And then they hug. Like mm-hmm. I, I just love it. it. It makes Christian feel like a like a manipulator even more. Like he had during that press conference, somebody was like, "Did you brainwash Nick Wayne?" He's like, "What do you mean brainwash? I didn't brainwash anyway." He's like, "I'm I'm not, I'm the best." He's like, "Look, I, I've never seen." Or they're like, well, "What was your favorite Nick Wayne?" Or what what moment made you think Nick Wayne was great or to to be good enough to be with? Him? He's like, "I don't know. I've never seen a Nick Wayne match." <laughs> He's like, but I, I could tell the kid had potential. That's funny. You know, like, it just, he's, ah, he's so good, man. This is a really good show. I, I, I once again will say AEW continues, oh, Tony Khan, I will say with ROH and, and AEW continues, whether it's last minute or planned, I never, I don't ever feel unsatisfied buying these pay-per-views. No, no. Like back before, you know, back before the, you know, the WWE network, when I drop 40 bucks on SummerSlam and, and I'm like, man, what am I watching? Like, why did I buy this? You know, I don't feel like that on these shows. And I think part of it is because even if you don't watch everything, which I try to, if you're a casual person who doesn't watch everything, they tell you exactly what's happening without shoving it down your throat, making you feel like an idiot. Hmm. Like their promo, I feel like their promo videos for, before these matches are just effective. They're, here's a five minute video. We're going to tell you everything that happened. And then here's the match. We're not going to have Ex- Excalibur screaming at you, you know, ah, you know, like Michael Cole would about things. And it's just like, they let it marinate. And and mm-hmm. the wrestlers tell you that story. You don't need the commentators to. And it, it just, it, it works. It works. And we get things like Christian with what he's doing. You know, it's, we, Don Callis has been tremendous this year. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Compare somebody. I, I can't remember. I can't remember who was talking about this, but they were comparing Callis and Paul Heyman. And you look at the difference between the two and as great as Heyman is, Callis does the same thing, but without, without being turned up to like a 15 half the time. Whoa. You know, where really, where Heyman's Heyman's out there screaming, screaming Roman, it's tribal combat, tribal combat. Ah, (laughs) you know, things like that and stuff, which, which to be fair though, I do really enjoy Paul Heyman and he does a lot for it, but you know, the thing that I, I told you I used to hate where he's he's hiding behind a pillar in a parking garage and he's eavesdropping. Like, just, <laughs> like I, th- I, I think this Don Callis thing is just is done so well. And yeah, they're they're doing a really good job. And I've, I've enjoyed these shows. And I was a little nervous and a little skeptical about them doing potentially 12 big shows like this a year. But. I'm starting to think I'm starting to eat a little bit of crow on it because they've done three in a row that have all worked in a dip and they've all been different. They've worked in their own way while being different. They all have been different. You're right on that. They they all have been different. Um, do we need some continuity at times? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm talking about even leading into a possible 12 month or a 12 show a year. Um, but I think that's been the nice part of it is we've only been at four for a while then five. Now what? seven for this year mm-hmm. uh for 2023 so i mean we're it's obviously been satisfying and like you said three shows in what not even a like a month and a couple of days mm-hmm. like for people to shell out you know 150 bucks like we did and you know what helps i think but we're starting we're we're starting to finally see the effectiveness of having such a big roster Mm-hmm. Because you can you can do enough angles where you can cycle people in and out while still keeping the angle going, and it makes the pay per views feel fresh. Like like how randomly in the middle of these two shows we got Hobbs and Miro. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Something nice, different, new. It worked. They 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 paid it off the week before with the press conference, and now you still have that back angle. You know they they. they 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 started throwing together Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. It's another yeah. little thing going on here and there. So I I just it, it's finally starting to pay off. I think having this big roster, and I think that coincides with the thing I mentioned earlier about the synergy starting to fall in line between these three shows. Mm-hmm. So nice little run, nice little run. The end. Uh, quick thoughts. Does Edge make a difference? Um, right away in ratings, merch sales, buys. I mean, what, I think what, what gonna, does he do? I think he's, he's going to pop a number. I think he'll pop a number tonight, and then it'll go back to normal in two weeks. Three exciting opponents besides uh, Christian Cage uh, for Edge in AEW. Go. Kenny Omega, Adam Page, Shane Strickland. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, do they sign the Dudleys and then we get a triple threat oh, tag God. match in a ladder with the shark cage 
in 2024. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And on that note, enjoy Paw Don't forget to get... Uh, check over ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast Over 10 uh, different designs $19.99 a shirt What a steal uh, Also don't let the holiday Gain train roll up early Head over to RepSports.com That's R-E-P-P Sports.com For all your fitness and health needs Looking to add muscle, lose weight Or enjoy a different ra- Raise energy for each day of the week We'll head on over again to RepSports.com Type in WrestleCast, again, Wrestle, C-A-S-T, to get 15% off of your order uh, during checkout at the coupon code, repsports.com. Get it. Deuce.